MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. It is Thursday and the 17th day of January. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a night of violence capping Martin Luther King Jr. Day in Philadelphia left two people dead and several others injured, including a 12-year-old boy. In just three hours, police say they responded to at least four separate shootings across the city, two of which were fatal. At 8 p.m., officers from the Philadelphia Police Department responded to the 5100 block of North 8th Street and found a 12-year-old boy suffering from a gunshot wound to the torso. Responding officers drove the boy to Einstein Medical Center where he was placed in stable condition. Investigators say they're exploring the possibility that the victim accidentally shot himself, but they have not been able to find the gun. Just before the incident around 7.30, police say they received numerous 911 calls about a shooting in the 6400 block of Akron Street. Uh, when police arrived, they say they fa- initially found a man lying on the street suffering from a gunshot wound to the back. Police say the man was transported to a local hospital and listed in critical condition. During their response to Akron Street, police say they received several calls about a man and woman believed to be husband and wife in the 1700 block of Cotman Avenue, both suffering from gunshot wounds inside their vehicle. Both victims were transported to Jefferson, uh, where the man was placed in critical condition and immediately rushed into uh, surgery. The woman is reported to be in stable condition. After further investigation, police believe the man and woman were shot in the area of Levick and uh, Akron, where they initially found the man uh, with the gunshot wound to the back. They say the triple shooting may have been a result of an auto accident. Earlier in the night, just before 6 p.m., police responded to a scene and found a 25-year-old woman shot multiple times in the head inside of a living room on East Germantown uh, in her East Germantown home. Medics say uh, they pronounced the victim dead at the scene and then just an hour before that, police responded to uh, and found a 25-year-old man who had been shot two times in the stomach and once in the face. He was transported to Temple where he was pronounced dead at 518. Homicide detectives and officers with the Philadelphia Police Department are actively investigating all four shootings that occurred across the city. They're asking anyone with information about these incidents to contact them immediately. And then this morning at 4 a.m., a store clerk was shot and killed in the 7100 block of Torsdale Avenue after three masked men robbed and shot the man who was in his 40s. Detectives are investigating after a woman's decomposing body was found inside a mattress in Upper Darby, Delaware County. Authorities say the female victim's body was discovered in a residential rear rear alley along the 700 block of Greenwood Avenue near Church Lane. Paramedics were initially called to the scene around midnight Monday for a medical response. They arrived to find an unidentified body in an alley area behind a row of twin homes just steps away from a playground. Police say the medical examiner determined that the body uh, is that of a white woman and ruled to be suspicious. The death ruled to be suspicious. Additional testing will need to be done to determine the cause of death, but there was no evidence of blunt force trauma. Investigators say they don't currently have any missing persons reports in Upper Darby, so anyone with information is asked to contact police. You ever pass an area where there's like garbage and refuse and you think, oh yeah, there's a body in there somewhere. Yeah. 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 76 Carriage Tours has been providing horse carriage rides in Philadelphia since 1976, but they abruptly stopped. 6ABC reported that the stables on Hancock Street in Kensington are cleared out. A representative said 76 Carriage Tours was temporarily closed. The spokesperson said that they're in the process of relocating and they do intend to reopen sometime in the spring. The company has been a target of animal rights activists for years, demanding that they end the rides. Uh, there was no no set date on when the carriage rides would resume, but 76 carriage tours says to keep an eye out on their website. I heard they're bringing back the duck tours and they're just going to allow the horses to ride the boats. Combining two of 
the things that are associated with the city. Right. Yeah, but they're saying, you know, there's like those spots where you normally see the character yeah. stores and all that, and then all of a sudden it was gone. So everyone was like, well, where did they go? You know, I, 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 I find it very quaint, but when you see like footage of a horse passed out on the pavement and all that stuff, it's like, ah, maybe it's not so good. Yeah, I know. I saw a video uh, not that long ago. Some girl was, you know, on the street and she was yeah. just taking video of the horse and I was like, oh, uh, yeah. this doesn't look so hot. All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> The Flyers lost to the Bruins 6 0 oh, yesterday yeah. afternoon what the in Boston. Is this? Bruins forward David Krejci played in his 1,000th NHL game and assisted on three goals to help the Bruins win. Jeremy Swayman earned his first shutout of the season to help the best team in the NHL win for the sixth time in seven games. The Flyers are back home tonight and will host the Anaheim Ducks. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. The Sixers, who beat the Lakers in Los Angeles on Sunday night, play the Clippers tonight. Uh, the Sixers are tied with the Cleveland Cavaliers for fourth place in the East, five games behind the Boston Celtics for first. Tip-off tonight in Los Angeles is at 10 o'clock. Wild card round wrapped up with the Dallas Cowboys beating Tom Brady and the Buccaneers last night in Tampa Bay. Dak Prescott played his best game in weeks throwing for four touchdowns and running for another to lead the Cowboys to an easy 31-14 win. This weekend, the top-seeded Eagles will host the New York Giants in the divisional round kickoff at the link on Saturday. We'll be at 8-15. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you, Kathy. Tuesday morning, that means we got some ink to give away. We have uh, Preston Steve Tattoos Day taking place. So, if you're interested in winning a Preston and Steve show-themed tattoo, well, this is your moment. Text the word tattoo to 39333 because we have a $350 gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing that we'll give away today. And you can take a look at their work. Just go to floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. Very, very simple. So we'll get to that at some point during today's program toward the end. We just got it all morning to get that in. Um, let's see. Oh, a reminder that we have a really... Great word of the week prize. If you were off yesterday, if you had the day off yesterday, we did get a letter. Um, but sometimes you can you can figure out the word yes. if you miss that first letter. And this is a really cool prize. We have an Impractical Jokers Mega VIP prize pack. So this includes uh, an opportunity for you to introduce the Impractical Jokers to the crowd at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Friday, February 3rd, you get a meet and greet with the guys. Backstage dressing room to hang out with. Oh, wow. Snacks and drinks. You also get four of the best seats in the house, transportation to and from the show, and a merch pack. This is like... What more can you add on to the thing? Yeah, yeah. If you're a fan of Impractical Jokers, and it's <clears throat> such a great show. They're such a good time. So, uh, make sure you don't miss out on the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. And uh, tickets, by the way, for that show are on sale now via Ticketmaster. And we, the President and Steve Show, are presenting that show, which is pretty cool. Um, so, that's going on. Uh, we have a, we have a uh, an intern reunion that's going to happen today <laughs> on the show. Yeah, I, they're going to get the, what they were owed, basically. Not that they, they're they owed anything, but they work for us and they do a great job, and we're just going to return the favor a little bit. Well, they were interns in 2020, and they worked here at the studio for a little bit, and then a little thing called COVID happened, yeah. and then we never saw them again. Uh, so this is kind of a, a make good. We always yeah. do a little farewell to our interns on their last day. We get them on the mic, ask them a couple of questions. And Correct. These guys did work from home. Oh yeah, they, they were there were things to do. Uh, we just didn't see them. They yep. didn't. Uh, yep. They weren't able to come in. So they're going to come in this morning. We got uh, three of them. It's going to be Andrew and Ed and Nick. So we'll uh, 
Uh, have that for those guys uh, this morning, too. So we're going to take a break, come back in a second. I've got entertainment stories, obviously, all set up. And we also have uh, a listener-generated super question, which is a really interesting uh-huh. one yeah. uh, that I will pose to you when we get back. So hang in there. We'll return in just a moment. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Steven's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Steven's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Heidi, we're going to give away for the stupid question pair of actually a four pack of tickets for the uh, Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival, which is going to be Friday through Saturday, and that will be at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. So, the question that I have for you comes courtesy of uh, listener Sarah. I think this is Mothball Sarah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember her? She yeah. told us about the. I think. Did she send us Mothball? Yes. Uh, she did. Yeah, yes. That's right. And they were delicious. So, she has a an interesting, stupid question. And this is What profession uses the brain scoop, artificial tongues, ear liners, fleshing balls, and the eager beaver tabletop flasher? Hmm. Wow. Wow. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to this. What profession uses the brain scoop, artificial tongues, ear liners, fleshing balls, and the eager beaver tabletop flasher? I thought this was one of the more interesting questions I've ever seen. No idea. For stupid question. Let's see if we know the answer. We'll go through some birthdays today while we await your answer. Today is the 17th day of January. And Mr. Jim Carrey celebrates his birthday. He's now 60-something because he's 61 years old. He talked about um, retiring from acting. Uh, did the Sonic the Hedgehog movies and a yeah. couple other things. Yeah. He, he wants to, I guess, be more of an artist. Yeah, I've seen some artwork, and he's got some talent. Yeah. I mean, you know, he does some interesting stuff. And uh, I think he did, uh, he posted like a, an animated Yes, thing that he yes. Was and it was kind of light, wild. A lighthouse yeah. or something like that was yeah. kind of cool. That was yeah. sort of his farewell, supposedly. For whatever yeah. reason, he uh, ends up on my Instagram feed quite a bit. Uh, you know, uh, stuff that he's done on Saturday Night Live or stand-up or whatever. And uh, Steve, I, you probably have seen this, but I never had. His first uh, appearance on The Tonight Show, yeah, he yeah. came out and did impressions. Yeah. But he didn't do any voices. He just did his, uh, He did this thing where you, his face is so malleable yeah. Yeah. that he was doing Jack Nicholson and Charles Bronson and Clint Eastwood, but he wasn't doing their voices at all. It was, just, it was really impressive. That was his thing. And in fact, he, that's the stuff he do at the comedy store and that's kind of the thing that brought him up. Now, he, yeah. he was definitely writing, <clears throat> excuse me, good material, but I will say, like, when he is on his game, like in the movie Liar, Liar, I mean, there is so much work going into yeah. every second of his performance. It's amazing. The, the, one of the earliest things I ever saw him in, and I've forgotten the name of it, Steve, it was that vampire movie where he's a virgin. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Lauren Hutton Lauren was, the vampire. was the vampire. That's not Once Bitten, right? It might be, Case. It might be Once Bitten. And uh, and and, and I didn't know who he was. He was, yeah, yeah. He was like, probably 20 years old or something like that, but there's a scene in it where he goes, 
his hair is slicked back. And he's like, you look like Jerry Lewis. And he goes, he goes, I thought it looked like more like De Niro. And he changed yeah, his yeah, face yeah. and looked like Robert De Niro. I was like, whoa. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, yeah, indeed, it was one spit. And you're right. Uh, he is 61 today. Steve Harvey's birthday oh. today. Insert mustache comment here. It's a unimustache. There's no discernible separate hair follicles. It's like one of the ones that you, uh, you know, a fake one that yeah, you put on. Yeah, for Halloween. That you paste yeah. onto your face, yeah. Uh, but no doubting that that guy is extremely successful in his career. A juggernaut. We yep. tell the story about when he came in briefly when we were at uh, Y100. He brought his morning show in to uh, do a couple days at our sister station at the time. Mm-hmm. And, man, did he travel with an entourage. Yes, he did. He is uh, 66 today. It's Maury's birthday today. Oh, oh Mar- my God. Maury- <laughs> I love that clip. Maury Povich, he has just got that voice. Yeah. Uh, is Now, his show, he doesn't still actively do that. Those are reruns, right? The word is, it's like a, like a Judge Judy thing. They have so many in the can that they can keep, you know, regurgitating them. And, I mean, he's, uh, he's 84 yeah. years old. He's still uh, working, though. Is he yeah, really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, super nice guy. A lot of fun to talk to. Still married to Connie Chung, so happy 84th to him. Uh, speaking of voices, it's James Earl Jones' ah. birthday today. The great Darth Vader himself turns 92 years old today. Wow. And so many great things. You're rebel scum. Yeah. <laughs> Let me try that again. <laughs> I will find you, and I will destroy you. That that sounded better, James. Yeah, thank you. We like the second. We'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, we like the second take on that. How much did he make for just simply saying this is CNN at the time? And uh, and that was what the night late nineteen eighties. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he made hundreds of thousands just for, for saying this is CNN. You know, the great thing is, is that this guy who is one of the great actors, um, you know, going back decades. Has a really fun juvenile sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. When you see him start laughing and he loses it, yeah. it's great. Uh, yeah, he's been. Through, you know, what I loved in one of his earlier roles. Steve was uh, uh, Bing Along and the Traveling All Stars. Oh God, yeah, what a great yeah. movie. Uh, he's 92 today. Uh, Zoe Deschanel has her birthday today. Love her. And is now a perennial in uh, holiday fame with Elf. I mean, he's she's there every year. Yep. You're going to see her every year. I love the series The New Girl. And uh, she was terrific. And in this talk, actually, Kathy, you were a fan as well. I was, you? yeah. I really liked that show. They, they might bring it back for a limited run. Great. So that'd be very cool. Almost famous as well. She's 43 today. Uh, Naveen Andrews. Oh. Saeed of Lost. Uh, turns 54 years old today. Uh, he was in The English Patient. I haven't really followed much of what he's done. I know he was in a series not that oh, yeah. long he's done ago. A few, yeah. There's a show called The Cleaning Lady, which uh, is a show about a cleaning You lady. missed a spot. Yeah, and uh, he's in that. Okay. Uh, so he turns 54 today. Uh, Mick Taylor, former guitarist for the Rolling Stones for like five minutes. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he was in Yo, the John. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I, I like you. I think it might have been one album. Uh, to tell you Which the truth. one? I don't, yeah, that, case I don't know. I we could call Jackie. Wake his he ass would up. Well, wake out. him up. He's he's awake. Yeah, yeah, he's awake. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Jackie, he's eating his linguine. <laughs> Jackie, you know better than us. Make sure you text in and and tell us uh, what album Mick Taylor was on. Uh, so I think it was from Munda. He turns uh, seventy four, and he's okay. He played on the track for Munda. That is he was on uh, Get Your Yaya's Out, Let It Bleed. Uh, Sticky Fingers, Exile, ah. and uh, Go oh. Soup. And, well, I'm way off. Yeah, so was, there were several in the late 60s, early 70s. All right, I thought it was one. I am uh, mistaken. 74 today. Uh, Dwayne Wade, basketball star, turns uh, 41 years old today. 
Uh, one of the greats. Uh, Maxim. He followed me for a little while. Dwayne Wade was following you? I think it was Twitter. Uh, yeah, I have no idea Did why. He... Oh, wow. oh I just followed you on social media. Yeah, on okay. social media, like early on, uh, I have no... I, Who are you? No <laughs> clue. Why? Uh, wow, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know if he still does. I, I'm not really on Twitter, but yeah. Did you get, when you were doing the stuff with the Sixers, were you, uh, you know, we know Alan Iverson commented on you and stuff like that, but did you ever get approached by any of the players? Yeah, I mean, I was I was friends I mean, with, like, you know... Romantic? I mean, you, we ever asked out? Were they were hitting on you? Well, I was kind of, like, looped in with, like, the dancers, so... Right. You're not, you weren't allowed, it, and it, also I was not, single. Yeah. <laughs> they would have been in trouble if they did that, right? You, you can't... Oh, no, they can do whatever the hell okay, they want. Right. We would have been in trouble. <laughs> I don't think I've ever stopped to see if any famous people have followed me on social media. I've never once taken a look Michael at that. Michael Follows me. <laughs> he follows us all. Okay. You only like you only catch it if you happen to be like looking in there. One of the, oh. the top one. No, well, yeah, they're like yeah. one of the top ones that followed you, and you're like, wait a minute, what is mm, that? Because okay. otherwise, why would you see it? You know. Yeah. Uh, we also have uh, Maxim Cher- uh, Chmerovsky dancing with the name. stars. Yeah, uh, he is 43. And Casey's playing Dance Tonight Away. Very good call for just uh, had a, a baby, right? With I his, believe so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is also Michelle Obama's birthday today, former first lady. And She's going to iFly? She turned... For her birthday? 59 today. She's got a nice book out right now, or it's or it's coming out, I should say. I don't know if it's out or if it's coming, but my wife is a huge fan of hers. And, uh, you know, it's just about, like, you know, the, the next chapter of her and, and Barack's lives together. As uh, as uh, empty nesters, and right. you know, it was funny because I was talking to my wife about. It. I'm like, what do they know? You know, like they don't live the same lives that we live. No, know? but but you know, there are a lot of similarities. You know, despite them being, you know, the first lady and you're a former president. I am a former. <laughs> well, I am actually <laughs> president of the CYO. There you go. Yeah, same Catholic, stress. Catholic Youth Organization. You were the pre- when were you president? When I was a senior in high school. No kidding. Yeah. When you were playing with the Stones. Right. Okay. Yeah, when I was playing with the Stones. I only played I, on one or seventeen albums. Hey, Casey, I yeah. apologize for my disrespect for never calling you Mr. President. <laughs> I, that should, should be uh, official. Here's another thing you have in common: you and Michelle Obama both went to Harvard. Oh, we did. We did. did. There you go. But how many times did you go? Because I went twice. You went twice. I yeah. went too. You do? You, did? you too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where's your sweatshirt? Yeah. I have one. You do? Yeah, okay. of course. Right. I went there. Why Someday I? I'll go to Harvard. <laughs> uh, she's 59. The last birthday is actor Freddie Rodriguez, uh, who you know from Ugly Betty and Six Feet Under and Planet Terror. I assume you do because that's what it says here. <laughs> He's 48. Well, if that copy says we know him, then we must know him. Oh, I know him from Six Feet Under. He's yeah. great. All right. We'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Very interesting one. What profession uses the brain scoop, artificial tongues, ear liners, fleshing balls, and the eager beaver tabletop flasher? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to listener Karen. Hi there, Karen. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Wonderful. I'm not going to repeat that whole big question. Just, <laughs> Do you know the answer? What profession uses all that stuff? Taxidermist? Yes. <laughs> Taxidermy. Hang on, Karen. Got you a four-pack of tickets for the 25th Annual Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival Friday through Sunday at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. 1,500 of the world's best tattoo artists are coming to Philly to tattoo you. For tickets, visit VillainArts.com. Remember we had the uh, hot yeah. taxidermist for yes. a while? We talked to her. Exactly, and she, she, she had tons of stuff that she had done. Oh, yeah. That's like, what she does. Yeah. Living, yeah. I believe. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I forgot. We were following her on social media. Have you ever seen people at taxidermy? They get their pets, beloved pets, stuffed. Yeah. It's kind of like it's... 
I get that you're t- like a you know you, the pet means everything a family member, but it, it's still kind of weird. Yes, fetch Fido. Why aren't you listening? It's their flesh. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> All right, let's go through some entertainment stories. British broadcaster Jeremy Clarkson issued a public apology on Monday for an offensive article he wrote about Meghan Markle in December. Uh, His article was published in The Sun and focused on his hate for Markle, uh, which he said, yeah, he felt on a cellular level. He held the hate he felt on a cellular level. But on Monday, he wrote that he felt sick and horrible for what he wrote at that time, which included... Uh, At night, I am unable to sleep as I lie there grinding my teeth and dreaming of the day when she is made to parade naked through the streets of every town in Britain while the crowds chant shame and throw lumps of excrement at her. All right, so is this guy (laughs) saying this because Harry's called him out publicly for this? Well, also because... uh, his Amazon Prime video series titled Clarkson's Farm was called off on Monday. Yeah. And uh, the streaming platform is parting ways with him. So maybe that's part of it. So, But he issued the, the, the apology on the same day. Uh, later on that day on Monday, the Duke of Duchess, Duke and Duchess of Sussex, uh, released a statement in response to his apology, uh, writing, while a new public apology has been issued today by Mr. Clarkson, what remains to be addressed is his longstanding pattern of writing articles that spread hate rhetoric, mm-hmm. dangerous conspiracy theories, and misogyny. Uh, Prince Harry also discussed Clarkson, Clarkson's article during a recent interview with Tom Brady on ITV and said, uh, when we're talking about accountability, you know, just recently, which I know you know about, uh, you know, the Jeffrey, uh, the Jeremy Clarkson article, He said, so not only did what he said was horrific and is hurtful and is cruel towards my wife, but it also encourages other people around the U.K. and around the world, men particularly, to go and think that it's acceptable to treat women that way. Uh, So he's backtracked big time and uh, has done a full apology on that. I liked um, the cluster, that original Top Gear, which he was a part of those, you know, the original version of that show. Still my favorite, you know, because they uh, they used to do really uh, inventive things. They tested all the Bond cars, Preston, in that first uh, first two seasons. You know, to see if they could do what they do in the movies and get them to do that. So it had a really sort of light and fun aspect to it. But maybe he's gotten a little upset over the years. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Uh, this was sad to see, but what a life. Italian actor Gina Lollobrigida died at the age of 95. Uh, Lollobrigida, who was affectionately nicknamed La Lola by the press, was one of the last surviving stars of the golden age of Hollywood. She shot the fame in the 1950s as a Mediterranean sex symbol and starred in more than 60 films in her career, which began in the 1950s and spanned five decades. Yeah, a stunning woman. Uh, Lollobrigida had been hospitalized for some time at a clinic in Rome. Uh, in 1947, she was 20 years old. She placed third in the Miss uh, Italia pageant, which first brought her to the attention of the Italian public. She began her acting career around the same time, appearing in uncredited background roles before being promoted to more central roles. And it was her performance in Bread, Love, and Dreams in 1953. She played Bread. For which she was nominated for a BAFTA for Best Foreign Actress, which led her to become a bona fide Hollywood star. That same year, she appeared opposite Humphrey Bogart in her first mainstream English film, which was Beat the Devil, a role which brought her millions of admirers around the world. Bogart famously said Lola Brigida made Marilyn Monroe look like Shirley Temple. Mm. Uh, She followed this up with Crossed Swords, in which she appeared opposite Errol Flynn, Trapeze, in which she starred alongside Burt Lancaster and Tony Curtis, and The Hunchback of Notre Dame, in which she played as Morelda to Anthony Quinn's Quasimodo. 
Uh, her appearance as the protagonist in Beautiful But Dangerous led her to being dubbed the world's most beautiful woman. Uh, Lola Brigida also starred opposite Frank Sinatra in Never So Few and collaborated with Rock Hudson twice. Uh, they appeared together in Romantic Comedies come September, which won her a Golden Globe Award, and Strange Bedfellows. So she backed it up with the awards. You well, know, she wasn't yes. just a beautiful woman. She, she absolutely was. She was she, great. Yeah. Um, and if you wanted to talk about for the, uh, the longest time, you with Sophia Loren and all of the the hot the Italian bombshell was yeah. you know in vogue. But they they both had acting skills. Yeah, uh, Lola Bridget is acting career slowed down in the seventies, and during this decade, she began focusing on photography, and she published several photography collections, which featured among them portraits of. Paul Newman, Salvador Dali, Henry Kissinger, Ella Fitzgerald, and Audrey Hepburn. She even secured a photo shoot and interview with Fidel Castro. That's right. Yeah. And she officially retired from acting in 1997. And two years later, she attempted to run uh, for election to the European Parliament as a candidate for the Democrats in 2022. She tried to politics again, but uh, she was unsuccessful. Uh, she underwent an operation on her femur after breaking it at home. Uh, but she is survived by son uh, Andrea, who she shared with her ex-husband, uh, so what a life! Ninety five, ninety five years. Yeah, old. exactly. Even so. the mid eighties, she had uh, she was on two episodes of The Love Boat. Yes, she was. She played <laughs> Carla Lucci uh, in nineteen eighty six. I'm gonna go get a life raft. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are adjusting to life with a blended family following the pair's marriage last year. In an interview with Today that aired on Monday, Lopez said that bringing their families together has been an emotional transition. Uh, she like to apologize <laughs> to my Jennifer Gardner and her poor boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy life. Into my fantasy life. I apologize to anyone who's been offended by my fictional creations, Chris Agon, the philosopher of evil, and the skull sealer. That guy will not let it go. No, he will it's not. Been over a decade He's now. Kind of, you don't need to apologize for the skull sealer anymore. Yeah. So uh, she shares two children with her ex, Mark Anthony, while Affleck shares three children with Jennifer Garner, who this guy is apologizing to. I'd like to apologize to Jennifer Garner and her pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy life. Fantasy life. Uh, So Lopez said, uh, we moved in together, the kids moved in together, and she said it's been like a really kind of emotional transition, but at the same time, all your dreams coming true, and it's just been a phenomenal year. It's unbelievable. Like my best year, I think, since my kids were born. Do you notice that people have millions and millions of dollars tend to have really good years? I know. Isn't that great? (laughs) Millions and are super good looking. Yeah. They have great years. Absolutely. Uh, Dax Shepard spilled the beans about his wife, Kristen Bell's thoughts on Anna Kendrick during a recent episode of his Armchair Expert uh, podcast. And he had said uh, to Kendrick, uh, she's only had jealousy over one single human, and it's been you. (laughs) He said, I'd never seen it. It blew my mind. He said, Kristen was like, who is this other short person? Oh, she can sing like that, too. I'm already here. We've got another one. And he added that uh, Kristen gave him permission to divulge this information Uh to her. And he said, I want to preface it by saying that in the 15 years I've known Kristen, she's had nothing but benevolence for everyone. Uh, She monitored you, recognized how brilliant you were, lost some roles to you, and slowly processed the whole thing and has nothing but wonderful feelings for you. But you're the only person who ever made her jealous that I witnessed. (laughs) 
And then the Pitch Perfect star responded by saying that she felt like Belle never really liked her. <laughs> uh, and Kendrick added, but I do think a massive percentage of that is just genuinely what it comes to really sweet, angelic, blonde girls. Uh, so uh, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, interesting. Those two should get together and do something. They'd be great make to out. together. Maybe oh, they should yeah, just yeah, make yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. That'd be nice. On Monday, the three-part documentary... <laughs> Uh, the Price of Glee was released on Discovery Plus, during which Naya Rivera's father, George Rivera, shared that Leah Michelle was the only cast member his daughter had trouble with. Of course, Naya tragically died from an accidental drowning. She was only 33, and that happened in 2020. But he said there was always a fight between them. Everybody knew, and everybody saw it. He said they hated each other, but at the same time, respected each other's talent. <laughs> uh, this comes out after Glee star Samantha Ware claimed that Michelle... Made her life a living hell on set due to uh, traumatic microaggressions. But yeah, Leah Michelle is supposed to be one of those that's kind of brush off and, and yeah, uh, dismiss. And she's been yeah. fighting that, and that's yeah. what I guess doing the role of funny girl on Broadway was part of coming back from that. And maybe she's been trying now extra hard to be so. extra nice to people. Yeah, stop being a jerk. Yeah, That'd be nice. Uh, Tom Hanks may have prompted the internet's latest. Be nice. Cocktail study. Thank you, Dalton. We can learn from him. I can't um, tell you how many times I got this. Oh, yesterday. yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but industry pros say that this one will probably be short-lived. During a guest appearance on Stephen Colbert, Hanks shared details on his current drink of choice. It's part champagne and part Diet Coke, and he calls it cocaine. <laughs> so cocaine, coke, right, coke right. and champagne together. Yeah, 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 he yeah. drinks a lot of Diet Coke. He's um, diabetic. Oh. He, so wait, hang on a second. Is this just a joke or... No, no. He no, said, listen, I'll drink. explain. He okay. said, I'm not a big drinker. I don't drink, so I usually have a Diet Coke. Uh, but on this particular night, while champagne was getting pressed, passed around, Hank's caved. He said, I said, ah, all right, give me a shot of champagne in there for crying out loud. And I said, well, maybe it's insane, but I want to celebrate. So I had a sip of this. And he told Colbert the drink, which is about a third of a glass of Diet Coke... Uh, and a shot of champagne, and he said it turned out to be delicious. Uh, his Hanks's cocaine isn't the first drink to mix cola with wine. Of course, in Spain, a, the Calamatsco, I guess is how you say that, uh, combines Coca-Cola and red wine. That actually date back, dates back to the 1920s. I've never heard that. Neither have I. Uh, and, of course, cola-based mixed drinks are a simple crowd pleaser. You can get, uh, you know, rum and coke or... Uh, Jack and Coke and stuff like that. Never sure. had a milk and Pepsi. Have you ever tried no, that? Absolutely. Surely. Yeah. Absolutely. Is it good? No milk and Pepsi? Yes. I used to love milk and Pepsi. Oh. No, thank you. Yeah. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I, I that, that would be, in fact, that was kind of like my dessert, you know. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, since the clip with Hanks and Colbert aired, uh, people have been making and reviewing the cocaine across TikTok. Uh, some say it tastes a little bit like cream soda. Uh, Danielle Miller, a beverage manager at Martha in Kensington, said that he finds the trend funny and likens the drink to an Amaro spritz, kind of. Do we have the fixings for that here? Do we have um, any uh, champagne or any? I'll bring some tomorrow. I'd like to see Kathy try it. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, but you know what? I'm not really if it's too sweet. I'm not going to like it, so I'm not sure I'm going to like it. I don't it, think it will be. I, I want to try it. If it's a Diet Coke, I like, there's not yeah, a Diet Coke of... is very, for me, is very sweet. No kidding. Yeah. Well, do you like mimosas? Yeah, I love mimosas. Orange That's juice is sweet. incredibly sweet. Teeny bit of orange juice. Mostly <laughs> champagne. She puts the orange juice in a syringe. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, actually, mimosa is one of the few 
alcoholic or drinks with alcohol that I can tolerate. And it, I think it's my ratio to orange juice, Kathy, is going to be a lot more dramatic That's than right. I'll take, we yeah. can like, we can make a perfect right. pair of mimosas. That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you want to try some of that? Yeah. I'm thinking maybe I'd like to try me some of that cocaine. <laughs> oh, it's dry January, though. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah you were so good. Yeah, it's damp January. Oh, that's yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Moist. No, right. you're, you're currently <laughs> adopting F January. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, Miller thinks the trend will be shorter-lived than other trend uh, trending mixing mixed drinks. Over the fall, uh, Negroni uh, Spagliatos, hey. a variation on the Negroni that swaps out the gin for sparkling <laughs> wine, had that moment in the sun thanks to a viral clip uh, between House of the Dragon star uh, Emma Darcy and Olivia Cook. Uh, so this might be just kind of a, yeah, let me try that. And not really a regular lasting right. uh, cocktail, but we'll see about that. Uh, let's see. During an interview with CBS This Morning on Sunday, Jane Fonda shared her opinion on the difference between male and female friendships. And it's kind of interesting what she has to say. Yeah. She, oh, said, yeah. uh, she said, women's friendships are very different than men's friendships. She said, uh, they're very important to our health because men kind of sit side by side and watch sports or cars or women. Women sit facing each other, eye to eye, and they say, I'm in trouble. I need you. Can you help me? Uh, You know, we're not afraid of being vulnerable, Uh, which is, she's kind of spot on with that. True. Do you ever sit across from your buddies and stare them in the eyes? Not lately. No, I haven't done that. I really enjoyed this interview. I watched it over the weekend uh, and made me want to see the movie, the 80 for Brady movie. I think it looks kind of cute. Um, But she also says that she got this advice from her favorite ex-husband, which I thought was adorable. (laughs) She she got the advice from Ted Turner. What was the advice? Oh, about, you know, uh, treating friends and and pursuing friends. And Uh so she says, you know, women after a certain age, after the age of like 60, um, the the misconception is that they don't make any friends. And she said, well, you have to be intentional about it. Uh, You have to go about your, your daily life to make a friend and pursue them. And Sally Field and Rita Moreno both said that they become friends with Jane Fonda because uh, Jane Fonda was uh, intentional about yeah, it. Yeah, she said she commented on how she pursued a friendship yeah. with Sally Field. And people can't get enough of the banter between them, uh, between her and uh, Field and Lily Tomlin. Uh, and she said, uh, oh, goodness sakes, I couldn't make you stop. She said, I'm very reclusive. I mean, I'm like a notorious hermit. And huh. uh, Tomlin chimed in and said, I don't really like people that much. I try to avoid them. And Field replied, me too. But apparently... She broke them down. It was uh, her going after them uh, for friendships. But it is interesting about uh, men and women in socializing. And, and it's true because Rochelle will have, you know, someone over and they yeah. will sit at the kitchen table. I know. And they will sit there and they will have a dedicated conversation with each other face-to-face like that. And meanwhile, Casey and I go sit down and we're watching a show. Yeah, side by side, holding hands, but not looking at each other. Yeah, exactly. I mean, listen, I think um, some women will do like a movie night or something like that. So, But like for, I think, I do think that would be bizarre to sit next to a friend of mine and like watch something or... Yeah, like like even if we get together for a game or, you know, something that's on TV, you end up not really... Watching, watching the it. game, then yeah. you hear somebody yell, and you're like, "Oh, God, that's right, that's right. We gotta see yeah. what's happening in the game." Yeah, no, it's it's legit. That's funny. It's, I, it's really uh, astute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right, uh, a couple other quick things. Uh, let's see. Christina Applegate made an appearance at the 28th Annual Critics Choice Award Sunday night. This was her first award show since she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. She looked pretty good. 2021. Yeah. yeah. The end of that. I, I watched that show that she's on, uh, Dead to Me, and you can see the effects. Oh God, yeah, and like you just like your my heart kind of broke. For yeah, her. she's been through a lot. Remember, she she got a double mastectomy years, yeah, years ago, ago, several years ago. Yeah. 
Uh, Applegate was nominated for Best Actress in a Comedy Series, and people report that uh, she had uh, Jen and Judy painted on her nails, referencing her and Linda Cardellini's characters. Yeah, uh, in Dead to Me. So, uh, but she was she got out, and uh, she was a part of the event, which yeah, is cool. She, that's what like she seems to be doing. Like even with the show, she she finished the show. She did great. The acting was great. But you could kind of see, and and you know what? I had read that. Um, I guess part of this, or or a side effect, or whatever it is, um, her feet hurt, so she had to take her shoes off. And I noticed in the show, there's a lot of scenes with her with no shoes on. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, James Cameron spoke with Deadline at the 20th Annual Critics' Choice Awards on Sunday about what fans can expect from uh, the next Avatar film. Uh, He said fire has a symbolic purpose in the film, and there's a culture that is specifically around that concept. Uh, That's probably saying too much as we speak. He said uh, you're going to meet two completely new creatures, uh, cultures, I'm sorry, in the next film. Uh, We met the... Omedakaya? Is that how you say that? I guess he's Omedikaya. the water people, right? I don't know. Case you saw the movie. Yeah, but I'm freaking out. The okay. Water. Uh, we <laughs> it's met... a made up na- yeah, yeah, All yeah, words yeah. are na- made up, but um, yeah. Uh, like and, the Navi. And yeah. then he said, we met the uh, Metkayina. Sure. And you're going to meet two new cultures in the next film. The Mets fans. And it kind of uh, wove a, a little more free, and no, it kind of roves a little more freely around the world of Pandora to different places. Well, with the, the success, he was predicating a lot on the success of the second movie. He's now talking about going back to the original plan of three more sequels. Three more? Three more sequels. Okay. All right. We'll see what ends up happening. And then finally, um, I love this. Schoolhouse Rock is back. ABC announced last week that the beloved educational series... We'll return for another sing-along event with Ryan Seacrest as headmaster and host alongside a slew of celebrity guests. So, Schoolhouse Rock 50th Anniversary Sing-Along will air on Wednesday, February 1st at 8 p.m. on ABC. So, they're going to take the classic Schoolhouse Rocks and um, and uh, package them? Yeah, when uh. they're going to have um, celebrities uh, cool. perform them. So. Schoolhouse Rock, the sing-along is the fifth installment of ABC's successful Disney Family sing-along franchise, taking viewers to uh, to school to in, inviting friends and family around the country to gather and enjoy classic Schoolhouse Rock hits uh, that are as educational as they are catchy, all in celebration of the 50th anniversary of the beloved series, according to the press release. Now, um, it will air, like I said, on ABC, but it will stream the next day on Hulu and a later date on Disney+. Plus. So here are some of the performances. Uh, Black Eyed Peas will do Three is a Magic Number. Love that song. Uh, Derek Hoff and Haley Herbert will do Figure Eight. Uh-huh. Jason Biggs and Jenny Mullen will do I'm Just a Bill. Uh, Julianne Hoff will do Interplanet Janet. Uh, the Muppets and Fortune Feimster will do Unpack Your Adjectives. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, Neo does Verb. That's what's happening. Uh, Raven Simone and Cal Penn are doing interjections. Love interjections. Uh, Retta will do Ready or Not, Here I Come. I always love that one. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal and Boys and Girls Club of Atlanta will do Conjunction Junction, the classic. Uh, stars from Disney's Broadway and touring productions, a noun is a person, place, or thing, so they'll handle that. And uh, it will be performed, be performed by the stars of Disney's Broadway productions of Aladdin, The Lion King, Newsies, and Hercules. That's pretty cool. I mm. love it, man. I mean, you, the, and what I loved about the originals uh, is that they had this very sort of basic animation, but it was so identifiable. Yeah, and the music is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that's what was uh, so wonderful about it. Is you, yeah, I, I learned so much from that, and still, 
I still, when I need to think about what exactly an adverb is, right, right, or even an adjective, I go back to those things. Yeah, and uh, and there, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. And they they had um, uh, ones that were about uh, you know the uh, the American Revolution and the Constitution and things like that. Uh, we played, uh, we bought the the repackage collection of those uh, when our kids were born. Yeah. And we would play them in the car all the And they the talk time. to them? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they know them all, which is great. And it helped out with multiplication tables and things like that. So it's the um, way to remember things. I definitely want to see this. All right. And there you go. Your entertainment report. It was good. In a nutshell. A oh, wait. No, clips. No. The hell am I doing? I don't even know who the hell I am. You took me down a bad path. Sorry, man. Uh, told from the defendant's point of view through flashbacks, accused holds a mirror up to the current times with evocative and emotional stories. And here, Billy Porter elaborates on the skill and the challenges of television. Let me just say that there are practices in this industry that operate from a space of fear. And it makes a lot of people do things and make decisions that feel like it's the antithesis of how to make art. Fasa Kabul. Accused premieres this Sunday on Fox. You know who's in this? No. Theo. Uh, Theo! Oh. Dr. Jamal Warner? Yeah. That's right. Oh, Michael good Chiklis. Him. Good for him. All right, next clip. A Man Called Otto is a heartwarming film following the hard-headed Otto as he forms an unlikely friendship with the neighbors next door. In this clip, Tom Hanks talks about the next dream project. Here we go. Dwayne Johnson running away from a ball of fire and then explodes and he throws himself forward and lands off camera. Dwayne Johnson in. Collider with Tom Hanks as a man called Otter. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it's in theaters everywhere now. We, I thought about getting out to see a movie over the weekend, and that was one that was kind of made. I want to see it. Yeah. Listen, it, it's funny because I I don't read movie reviews at all. I'm like, well, let me see what this movie's all about. I I went, read one review that absolutely just trashed it. And then the next review was a total praise. I'm of like, course. whatever. That's man. why you got to take it for what what you like. You should go see yeah. it and yeah. figure out. Go if see you Avatar. Like it if you're going to go into a movie theater, go see Avatar. Okay, it's worth seeing in a movie theater. It blew you away. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's beautiful. But I felt like seeing a heartwarming uh, movie. It's so. A little heartwarming. Okay. Wear a sweater when you see Avatar. You'll feel my heart. Yeah. All right. That's the entertainment report. Sorry for the premature ending of that. No, it's good. Uh, but we need to take a break. We have Tattoos Day today. Make sure you text word tattoo 39333. Want you to win Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street. $350 gift certificate. Looks like we might have a pretty sunrise. Yeah. Uh, indeed. So we'll come back in a moment. We'll share this together. Let's all look at it right now so we all know we're looking at the same thing at the same time and have that connection. We'll be right back. Stay with us. After two years, the strangest spectacle on snow is back. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic, Friday, March 3rd, at Scranton's Montage Mountain, with thousands up for grabs and cash prizes. Sled registration and complete details at WMMR.com. Come for the cardboard and stay for the Mountain Fest. Two days of live music, Mountainside. Friday night, it's Eclair. Saturday starts with some pond skimming, then ramps up with an explosive double bell. Lit. And fuel. Cap off. 
off the day with a fireworks show on the snow. Join us for a kickin' weekend at Montauk, Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic, and Mountain Fest. Details at WMMR.com from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I stumbled upon this great uh, Reddit thread, and I wanted to throw this out there and see if people could contribute to this because these are some great stories. And the 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 article is people are sharing the things that they lied about as kids. So now you might think you lied about oh you know I uh, no I didn't break that vase or whatever some kind of an excuse. <clears throat> this is not that. These are. Kids who made up lies about themselves, and I mean some some pretty whoppers, some pretty solid oh, ones, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and and had to run with it for a while. Now, I'll give you a couple of examples, and then I want to open up the phones and see if people can share because I think there are a few people that really tried to get away with some stuff and uh, and weren't able to. So, <laughs> here's a good example. This one says the lie was my twin sister and I were not twins; we were triplets but we weren't supposed to talk about the other one. (laughs) There you go. And she said, I convinced my class and my teacher of that. No. Which resulted in the teacher reporting it as a safeguarding issue and the rest of the year struggling to keep a straight face. So they were able to get away with it for a while. Does it say what age? It doesn't say what age. I'm not sure. You know what you're saying reminds me, and it was an episode of the Goldbergs, which makes me think that it is actually something that Adam Goldberg did as a kid. Um, he um, he broke his arm doing something. He was actually in the in the show. He was dancing to Wham, but he wanted to come up with a cool reason as to why he did it. Okay, and and uh, so do you, you don't have it in there, do you? No, it's a different one. Okay, but it's similar to it. All right. So he said that he was testing that they have the flying hoverboards from Back to the Future. Oh, yes, and and that that's oh. how he did it because Robert Zemeckis had done a documentary, faux documentary. I remember it. And he said they actually built them for that. He goes, that's well, they right. have them. All right, so here's one that's similar right. to that. It says, I tripped over playing. I tripped, tripped over playing outside when I was about five. I broke my wrist, so I told everyone that a shark bit it. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it just for the drama. Wow. So 215-263-WMMR. And I have one I can share, too. Oh, so mine's mine was just with um, one specific person. Okay. Like, that's mine fine. wasn't It wasn't like the whole class, but there was a girl in my neighborhood that I, I mean, it was like, it, it might have been like years that I convinced her that I was Kathy's cousin from Spain. <laughs> that you were your own cousin from Spain? I was Spain? Kathy's cousin from Spain. Right. And, uh, would you and call her or something? No, I would go down to her house and play with her and speak Spanish. Shut oh, up. Faux Spanish, right? And then I would have, yeah, faux Spanish. Yeah. And then I would have my other cousin from New York who would come down and she would spend like summers with us, weeks, you know, vacations, whatever. And um, so she would come with me a lot. And so she was in on it and she was like, no, 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 no. yeah, Kathy's not here. This is um, her cousin, Mary. From oh, I was Mary from Spain. God. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You could have married Alec Baldwin. Yep. Wow. Yeah. All right. So this wasn't me doing this, but this was done to me. All right. And I honestly didn't realize this until years later. Okay. Oh, so I think I was in seventh grade. Way too old to have been able <laughs> right. to have had the wool pulled over right. my eyes for this. But these two girls I was friends with, and we were friends for... You know how, like, in middle school or grade school, your friends, really close friends with somebody for maybe a year or two. And then yeah, just, you move on. Then it just fills right. us out. Yeah. So these two girls I was really good friends with. My name's Cindy, and I want to say Stephanie. I can't remember. It's terrible that I can't remember. But anyhow, they, they had convinced me uh, that they were both witches. That they were legitimate witches. Not like wow. Wiccan witches, right. like... 
Hocus Pocus. Casting spells and being able to... The craft. And and they said that they could could move things with their mind. Right. uh, And they could also tell the future. And I, I, I believed them. I just flat out believed him. You now, believe them, believe them? I believe, fully. F- I believed them, believed him. Wow. I did. And so they they had uh they had tried to we were in the middle of class and uh one of them said that she could move, you know, like uh, paper, like a piece right. of paper by just looking at it. Oh god. And so we're in the middle of class. So my teacher is teaching a class and right. somehow or another we're community, there were a few chairs over. So she laid this piece of paper on the ground and was going to do it. But we're also having the teacher teaching class, so I'm paying attention right, to the right, teacher. Right. I'm looking down at this piece of paper. I'm paying attention to the teacher. I'm looking down at this piece of paper. And when I looked away, she must have moved it, and I thought it moved. <laughs> oh, there's only one way this could have happened. She used her mind. Uh-huh. I'm such an idiot. Mind bullets. Oh, I used to do that with uh, my brother and a fork, and I would say that, that I had the only fork that had a hole in it, and I would suck the corn up through the, whore, through the fork. <laughs> But obviously, I put the corn in my mouth, and every and he'd be like, "No, no, it's not. Let me try." I'm like, and I mean, it was every time we ate, I tortured him. You guys were in, in college at the time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's um, a fork straw. Let me get a couple more of these before we go to calls because these are going to be good ones, I'm sure. Uh, this one says, "In second grade, I told my friends that Hannah Montana was based on my life." <laughs> uh, yes. See, that's a <laughs> you can do. That gives you, uh, if you're going to tell a a fib like that, that can sit in the realm of, well, maybe, you know, the dad knows the producer and maybe the story is is, uh, something foundationally. It could be. So, yeah, sometimes you got to make it big. Go big to make it believable. This one says, in nursery school, I convinced my teachers I could speak Nigerian, which isn't actually a language. (laughs) And I read a whole book to them. And when my mom picked me up, they were like, oh, my God, Ada is so smart. She read us a whole book in your native tongue and translated it on the spot. Oh, my God. And my mom was like, what the F are you talking about? (laughs) That's great. And my lie completely unraveled. Nigerian. Here's one that says, I told people I had a sister who got lost in the park and was never found. Wow, it seems like missing brothers and sisters. They said she ran away from me during a game, and I looked for her for ages, and then I just went home. (laughs) And you think, so now that we're hearing these stories of kids pretending that they had siblings that they didn't, do you think that Elvis lied about having a twin? Oh, maybe. Yeah, my twin, man. One that died of birth. Yeah, what happened to my hand? A shark bit it. Another one says, I, I once made up an elaborate lie that my family and I had traveled to Scotland where I saw the Loch Ness Monster. And then they went on to say, I have never been to Scotland in my life. Did you ever tell uh, a fib in school where, because um, again, like in this Goldberg's episode, he's eventually confronted by everybody who says, show us the proof. Show, you know, uh, uh, did you ever get caught up that way? I mean, did the, gr- I did the girls remember. ever... I'm sure that I did, but I can't remember anything right now. I'll, it'll probably come to me during this conversation. I I think it was Lake Ronkonkoma in Long Island, and I wish I blurted out some number about how deep I thought it was, and then I, everyone looked at me, and, like, and I stuck to my guns. Like, yeah. yeah it's got to be 5,000 feet right. deep. <laughs> and, uh, and then I'm like, fine. And then, and then suddenly, you know, I'm like, okay, okay. And I, I could tell one guy, Sal didn't quite believe me. And then he came back with uh, charts. Um, and I'm no. like, no. Uh, yeah, so, well, maybe I maybe I overspoke. Yeah. About 5,000 feet deep. All right, let me get some calls. I'll go to Steph. We'll start there. Hi, Steph. You're on the air. Good morning. 
Hi, guys. Good morning. First, I just want to say, Steve, I'm the person who adopted Precious from you. So. Oh, my God. She, she adopted it. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing that. You're a wonderful cat parent. Is that one of your oh, children? Oh, it's, it's one of my children. Okay. Yeah, no, I, gotcha. we, we abandon our children quite often. Gotcha. What's up, Steph? So, my last name is Vitro, and all through junior high school, I told everybody I was named after the doctor who created in vitro fertilization. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now, that's a good example. one. I, I the first successful in vitro kid. I assume in vitro is not named after a person, right? Is it's that, it's, it's actually in vitro. It's part of the body, right? <laughs> in vitro. In vitro fertilization. Oh, my God. Steph, and they, and they bought it, and you carried it on. I carried it on until I went to a different high school. No one ever called me out, and the payback was when I got older and I eventually got pregnant. The in vitro fertilization jokes have been nonstop. That's, so. that's great. And you picked a good one to lie about because people just yeah. won't do the legwork on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, they did because there was no way they could. It was the 80s and 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You didn't have the internet to go look right, that yeah, up yeah. real quick. All right, thank you, Steph. Appreciate that. Uh, we'll go next to Barbara. Hey, Barbara, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Great. What's up, Barbara? Um, my daughter, she's now 17, but when she was really little, like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, she would tell everybody that she had an older brother named Justin. And we would go to school functions and stuff, and people would be like, well, where's your other son? You know, where does he go to school and stuff? And my husband and I were like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, See, do, you think that's, do you think that's common for, for an only child to, to pretend to lie about having a, a sibling? I do, I do, yeah, because, yeah. like, they would always make you fill out, like, these art projects, like, you know, about your family and stuff. And so right. She didn't have, right, she didn't have much to put in there, and we had no pets, you know, so she had nothing, so she made up Justin. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I'll bet that's a common one, Yeah, making up a sibling or something like There's that, something Barbara. poignant or, about that. Or the other one, which we saw, like, making up uh, one that, that disappeared or, or you're not allowed right. to, to, to talk about. Adding or... that element of not being allowed to talk <laughs> yeah. about is is, a, is ingenious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will go next to Dana. Yo, Dana, good morning. Morning, guys. You guys rock. Thanks. Appreciate it. What's up, ma'am? Uh, so and I hated school so much, even in elementary school, that uh, I, I, I randomly got a bloody nose one day, and there was like a legitimate one. And they sent me to the nurse and made a big deal about it. And I'm like, oh my god, this is this is great. I don't need to lie about like needing a tummy tab. So I used to open my uh, flip top desk and just punch myself in the nose to get bloody noses. You would punch yourself in the nose to get a bloody nose to get out of class? Yes, and you know. It, it made sense back then. I thought I was like the king. And then I grew up and realized how disturbing that is. That's absolutely self-mutilating. That's true. On the yeah. surface, man, your parents would be quite concerned, concerned. over a kid well, who's punching themselves in the face. Yeah, they, uh, it got to the point where they actually had to take me to Philly to, to go get blood work and, and look into all these tests. They, and then I didn't come clean, but I was just... It just Randomly, the nosebleeds went away, and then when I got older, I was like, "Hey, uh, so I I used to punch myself in the nose." Oh my, oh my goodness! <laughs> you fessed up. How did they react to that? Uh, we were all drinking, so it was it was a light <laughs> conversation. So. <laughs> you 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 let a, enough time lapse where you were able to drink and tell them. Oh, I waited yeah. a long time because it, it got really serious. But I'm like, oh my god, I'm out of school, yeah. doctor's appointments. I'm a hemophiliac. Yeah. <laughs> but all the kids at school were like, "Are you all right?" And I'm like, "I have a blood thing. I don't, I don't know what to tell you." Oh my you know? goodness! You reminded me of a uh, of a story from elementary school, but it was in it was a catechism. It was on the weekends. So we go to you know our our instruction, and a kid had a bloody nose, and I. 
I forget. We had must have talked about stigmata. And so he trailed blood out oh, of his eye. Oh, no. <laughs> like he's bleeding, <laughs> like, crying blood. Uh, uh, no, because you can see your index fingers have blood on them as well. Wow. All right. Uh, I got to go to this one. Uh, hi, Dawn. Good morning. Good morning, it. Hey, good, good morning, morning it. What's up, Dawn? So when I was a kid, I lived directly across the street from a playground. And because I'm impatient, youngest child syndrome, I told the kids that my dad owned the playground. So I would get prime real estate on whatever I wanted. So Um, you had dibs on everything because your dad owned the park. Oh, yeah, my dad owned the park. Totally. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Best friend across the street. So he would totally buy into it. So he knew he was getting second place on the playground. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's how you sell it. It's the sting, the long con. That's the best. Yeah. Yes. All right. Thank you, Don. I would shove them right off. I love it. I love it. Hey, I own this damn park. Here's a text, and uh, I'm going to have a hard time saying this, but I'll try. It says, my middle name is Ann. I told uh, a classmate that my middle name was Anjekanikinaka. My mom even helped me forge a fake birth certificate. And she says, don't even ask why, because I don't know. Anjikinaka? An Anjikinaka. Anjikinaka. When you get your parents in on it and they go with it? No. That was her middle name. But there are two types. So there's the, I'm going to scam it. I'm going to pull the wool over their eyes. And the... There, when you're young, so young that you just blurt out things and you're... It's you're committed. sort of a quasi-lie, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a tall tale. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. I like that. Uh, we'll go to Carissa next. Hey, Carissa, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's, what's the up? Word? The uh, word is you're going to tell us a little story <laughs> here uh, about a lie that you got away with when you were a kid or tried to. A big one. Yeah. <laughs> So when I was in second grade, I convinced my entire class that I was adopted. I am not adopted. Um, I guess eventually my teacher said something to my mom, and she had to come into my classroom and tell everybody how I was not actually adopted. <laughs> and and so uh, what was that like? You were I'm, I'm sure you were right there when that happened, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't remember too much about that. I remember the fact that I thought being adopted was cool, and I was getting everybody to go along with that, and yeah. that was great. Aww. Yeah, I'm adopted. I bet you, I bet Thanks. you, that's one that gets uh, run through the ringer a lot as well. Yeah, I got it in a different way. My sister had convinced me that I was adopted. <laughs> yes, and uh, that was fun. That's the cruel trick you play on a sibling. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not even you're, mom and dad. You're not even their kid. You're adopted. You were an afterthought. Yeah, totally. They got stuck with you. I got that one yeah. quite a bit. There was a hole in daddy's condom. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, let's go next to Kevin. Yo, Kevin, good morning. Morning. What's up, Kevin? You're all rock. Thank, Thank you. Buddy. Appreciate it. All right. <clears throat> What's your, what'd you try to get away with this, this lie uh, for no reason other than you were lying? So it wasn't me. It was my best friend to this day uh, about when we were in third grade. Um, he was running around the yard chasing his little brother. Right at the last second, his brother threw the screen door closed, uh, glass window. His hand went right through it. He got 27 stitches on his arm in a complete, perfect, what looked like a shark bite. And he lied about it to this day, about him going on vacation in Hawaii or something and getting bit by a shark. Of course. Um, still talk about this. 
Yeah, I, and I think the shark bite thing is one that's going to come up a bit for kids. Shark bite, yes, yes absolutely. Yep. I'd I'd go for a little bit more sellability and maybe say like an eel or something that's a way. A shark is so stereotypical. <sighs> a yeti I mean? bite. A yeti bite. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. better. Yeah. Yeti bit me. You were in the polar ice caps. Right. And a yeti came up and bit you. Yeah, and, and they you just can't see away. them because no, you can't. They it's blend. snow and they're white and yeah. they blend in. Before I know it, a piece of snow was biting my arm. I'm like, oh my god, it's a yeti. All right, Jen uh, N. Jikaninga Kamanaka <laughs> is on the phone line. Uh, Jen with the middle name. Hi, Jen. Hi. Hi. Okay. How do you pronounce your fake middle name? <laughs> it's Angelica Niki Naka. Angelica Naka. And and say yeah. it again. Angelica Niki Naka. Angelica Niki Naka. Okay. I'm I'm Pennsylvania Dutch, so it, it totally goes. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yes. All right. So it's a common name amongst the Pennsylvania Dutch. What? How old yes. were you at this time? You know. I was probably in fourth grade. Okay, and your and your mom went along with it. My mom helped me forge a birth certificate to take him to school. Oh and God. and Jikinaka. All right. Yeah. So and so, how long did that stick? Or did was there a point at which you were planning to do a grand reveal? Or or was no, it? I, I I don't even know why it started, how it ended, but that kid, I, I never told him. It was one kid. Oh, it was one, <laughs> one kid. kid. I thought you were telling yeah. the whole class. Yeah. And so no, he was, was probably calling kid. you out saying, I don't believe you. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'll show you my birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. And my mom helped me forge it. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, that, it's great to have a mom like that. <laughs> Jen, does the name still live on in family lore? No, it uh, sprang to my memory this morning as I was listening to the radio. Here we go. Look at that. Oh, my God. Is your mom still with us? Yes. Okay, you got to you got to call Angie her Naka. and tell her today that, uh, that this is resurfaced. It's a family name. A lot of a lot of middle names are family names. So. Hey, and you know what? I didn't even think about giving it to any of my kids. You should have. I was just going to ask that question. That's what? a mom fail. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a mom, a mom fail. fail. It's all, all right. right. Thank you, Jen. We appreciate Thanks. you sharing. Take care. Well, give it to. She should give it to her twin sibling who never existed. Uh, let's see. So this is lies when you're a kid, but I think Casey has a lie when they were an adult. Uh, Hi, Casey. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Casey. Hi. So it did start when I was younger, but when I was a baby, I had this um, surgery in my abdomen, stomach area. So I left like a really, really deep scar. Okay. Um, so when I was younger, I would tell people I got stabbed. That's a good one. Drive, yes. drive by stabbing. Yep. You know? So That's that kind of went into adulthood. <laughs> you know, okay. you're drinking, you meet a new person. They're like, what is that? I'm like, oh, my God, I got stabbed. But I met somebody recently. I forget who it was. They were like, why don't you start telling people that you woke up, like, in a bathtub full of ice? <laughs> and, and an organ was stolen. You're missing uh, an organ. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. So, that, so that's my new one. Oh, my goodness. All the that's urban great. legends. So when, when, you t- when you used to tell the story that you were stabbed, did you, like, describe the, the stabber or anything like that? Or? Yeah, I had a different story every time. When I was younger, <laughs> definitely a different story every single time. Like, it was always, like, the, the big thing, I thought it was funny to say it was a drive-by stabbing. I love it. So, you, know, like, you know, I just got hooked real quick. Yeah, uh, they, they just jump out and they stab away and then get back yeah. in the car. Thank yeah, you, Casey. Yeah. Though, wasn't You're that welcome. the case with Tina, Tina Fey? That yeah. happened to her in Upper yeah. Darby. Yeah, she, I think she was on their front yard or Play. something like that. Yeah. Somebody came out and slashed her face. That's why she has that scar. There you go. Uh, let's see. All right, I'm going to go to uh, Ken. Hey, Ken, good morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. Morning, bud. All right, we're talking about kids telling a lie. That is a big one. It's not necessarily like an excuse for something, just a flat-out lie they try to get away with. And what is yours, Ken? All right. So in, in high school, I'm like 15, 
And there's a buddy of mine that was a practical joker dipping into being a pathological liar. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I'm, I'm getting into, like, metal that's, like, going on at that time, you know, like White Zombie, Pantera. And um, he introduces me to this band, and he says, yo, this, this is my brother's band. They're awesome. You got to check them out. I'm like, okay, cool. So he throws on System of a Down. Oh, no. <laughs> so they're they're not on the radar at that point. The first album just came out. He's got it on cassette. He lets me borrow it. I go around, and I'm telling everybody <laughs> under the sun that I've gone into, yo, it's my buddy's brother's band. It's summer. Got to check it out. So this went on for like two to three years. And eventually someone's like, dude, they're from California. They're not, <laughs> they're not from around here. And, yeah, so. so. Oh, and, man. And, had Chop Suey hit or anything like that at that point? It definitely, well, no. Well, uh, well no. Not, not in the beginning. Yeah. Right, right. Oh. Well, you yeah. could get away with it, at least for a grace period until That's they started to click. Bonnie, Ken, did you ever did you ever call your buddy out on this? Uh, yeah, but it was, the damage was done. All right. <laughs> I got it. There's nothing All you right. can do. Can't Thanks, get back man. those two years. Uh, I'll go to some other calls, but let me give you a few, few of these other examples from this Reddit thread because thread, these are great. Here's a, a, a gal that said, um, I would tell people I turned into a mermaid at night. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. yeah, that's, yeah. And she Good. said, I would clutch the wall dramatically and say my legs were turning into a tail and I needed to figure out how to stop it <laughs> uh, happening out of water. So that was a lie. Uh, I like this one, too, and this is obviously when she was a kid in the 90s. She said... The lie was that I had recently found out that Posh Spice was my half-sister. Oh, that's exciting. That is, that is very cool. She said I was obsessed with Baby Spice, so I thought that would be too obvious to say yeah, her. Don't go with the Spice Girl you really like. And I decided as Posh Spice wasn't my fave, people would be more likely to believe me. <laughs> my father is Ginger Spice's dry cleaner. Another person said, I told my grade school friends that I was allergic to water for no reason at all. <laughs> uh, they thought that I had never had a bath, and I really just rolled with that for years. Another one says, a girl told me that uh, my uh, told me and my friend that she got squashed flat by a bus once. <laughs> like flat. And oh we God. all believed her. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Okay, sure. And why then, not? And then one more. And I've got several of example, these examples, by the way. And this, <laughs> this says... I told everyone, including teachers who had my records, that my name was Plum. <laughs> That's good. Plum? Like, why Plum? Why? Yeah, my real name's Plum. I don't know. But As they, Professor Plum? It seemed like the right thing to do. Uh, I will go next to uh, Jess for one of these. Hi, Jess. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Great, Jess. All right, so what's this lie you want to tell us about? Sure. So, and my daughter actually just realized we were lying to her for years. So, we she's currently eight, and for the past man, I would say four years, anytime we take a car ride, whether it's a road trip or a ten minute drive, we made her believe that she from the back seat can say next song, and we'll go ahead and click that button on our <laughs> steering wheel. Uh-huh. And, and just yesterday, we were taking a trip, and now she's older; she can sit in the front. And she saw me doing that, and she looked at me, and she said, man, my whole life is a lie. Oh, no! <laughs> so it's easier to put one over on a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, thank you. I mean, yes. you can convince them you stole their nose. Yeah, I put a, I, I, I put money into a vending machine, and I, went and I told my son that if you touch every single button on the vending machine all at once, 
uh, something will come out. And so he went over and did it. And because I had already put money in the vending machine, stuff came out. And he believed that. He thought it was the greatest thing. All right. That's a good one. Uh, Linda has a good one, though. Uh, Linda, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Linda. All right. Hi. So my daughter, who uh, graduated high school in 2017, um, told her religion teacher at the time (laughs) that her grandmother, my mother, who was born in Argentina, um, dated the Pope when he was a bouncer (laughs) at a bar. Wow. When he was a bouncer at a bar? Is any of that true? Was he a bouncer? Okay. No, he is. He is. He was a bouncer. Yes. yes, He was a bouncer at the bars. Okay. But um, my mother did not date him. <laughs> oh, that's, that's um, awesome. You know the new pope? My mother dated him. How did you find so, out, Linda? Oh, she told me because it got <laughs> it got so bad that the teacher was so excited they oh. told the other teacher. No. Oh, God. And the teachers were like, oh, my God, your grandmother dated the pope. <laughs> <laughs> and then she had to tell my mom, and my mom was so embarrassed that my daughter lied. She's like, I can't enter that school ever again because uh, she was afraid that someone was going to come up to her and tell her, um, you know, how was it dating the Pope? She's getting the Pope to play the prom. Oh, my God. That's like, that's, I these mean, kids are creative. I yeah, that's insanely that's creative. One. And yeah. that's, think, think of the... The extra perks you'd get if you were in some way connected to, to the Pope. And this was in high school, right, Linda? This was in high school. She graduated in 2017, yep. Oh Do you know it would be even tougher, Thank though, you, if you'd have to be really good to pull off, I'm dating the current Pope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Cindy? Cindy! <laughs> so I have a cousin who I think is a little crazy. Okay. But in college, she gave an interview to the school newspaper claiming to be part um, Native American and told stories about how she used to spend her summers on the reservation <laughs> and she was the only blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl there. And so was she wow. Was she up to speed on, on uh, Native American cultures? Could she fudge the facts a little bit? Not at all. <laughs> but she also didn't realize that we had a family member who was an alumni and got the newsletter. <laughs> So we make copies for the Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my That's goodness, hilarious. Cindy. Just just a flat-out lie. Oh, my God. All right, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, let's see. I will go to... Uh, let me get uh, Roger next. Hey, Roger, you're on the air, bud. Morning, guys. How are you today? Great, man. What's up? So in elementary school, um, my, if my mom married my stepdad, you know, the Brady Bunch type thing. Right. And, you know, I took my dad's last name. Um, so my birthday was May 31st, 1971. I had a older step-sibling. Her birthday was June 6th, 1971. So we used to go around and tell people that my mom gave birth to us six days of our, yeah, six, seven days of our. Oh, my God. <laughs> that you were, yeah, that you were hanging out there awesome. in the birth canal for an additional six days. And they didn't know. Yeah. Now, now we carried it on for years, and then eventually after we graduated out of elementary school, uh, you know, we kind of just dropped the whole gag. So that's, that's great. Our, that's our little eye. I love it. I love hey, it. there's another baby in there. Did you know? Thank you, Roger. No kidding. I appreciate it. Uh, look, I'm going to come back to some of these calls, but I, I want to go through a few of these other ones uh, that I have here. Uh, this one says, uh, my last name was Lee. So I told people I was related to Bruce Lee. 
My cover was blown when Brandon Lee died, and kids kept saying that my cousin had died, and I said, I don't have a cousin named Brandon. <laughs> Come Preston, on, man. Preston, look at this text that just came in as you were reading that. All right, this says, uh, to clarify a previous text about my maiden name being Lee, as a kid, I told people that Bruce Lee is a cousin of mine, <laughs> and I sometimes still say it as an adult, and people believe me. That's crazy. <laughs> that is. Uh, this one says, when I was 10 or 11, I told my friends that I had a parrot who would tell me when my favorite TV show was on. <laughs> Where did I get that from, you ask? No clue. So for whatever reason, they felt it was the lie to tell. Another one said, I tried to convince people that I was nocturnal and that I only slept one hour a night. I'd tell them I was a night crawler, and I didn't know at the time that literally means a worm. And I also couldn't whistle when I was a little kid, and it made me jealous. So I would just go, and tell, tell people that my whistle just sounded different. It's absolutely valid. Here's a good one. Uh, I would tell people as a lie that I was a conjoined twin and that we had been separated and she went to a different school oh, no. because she got into a different uh, school and I didn't. I have no idea why I said it and no one ever questioned it. So you hear these things, you know, and they, they interest you when you're a kid. are like, ah, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And then I guess in the, in the heat of some situation, you say, well, I was a conjoined twin. Yep. Uh, here's one, uh, Kathy. This would be similar to something, mm-hmm. although not uh, an African princess, but... Uh, she's, I could see you trying to pull in this off. I said, I told all the girls in my class that I was an African princess and they were supposed to call me your highness. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever they forgot to, I said I would let it slide because I wasn't like those other princesses. <laughs> we just moved to a new town and I was one of uh, three black kids in my school, my little brother included. A couple of the girls believed me and even started following me around. <laughs> oh, that's the best. All right, I'll go next to Robert. Hey, Robert, morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank oh. you, sir. What's up, my man? All right, so this happened when I was two years old, but it was such a traumatic experience that the story still goes around today. you got to remember the era, too. This happened in the 60s where my father worked for DuPont formulating paint. Okay. Um, like uh, Taka Yellow, Taka Toys, Green Kawasaki, Motorcycle. So my older siblings convinced my uh, older sister that when she turned 12 years old, because she was found as a baby in the gutter, and she was actually a black baby. Oh, my God. And my God. father created a special paint that made her white. But when she turned 12 years old, the paint was going to wear off, and we were going to have to give her back. Oh, my goodness. So, on her 12th birthday, the story is that she broke down crying because she refused to blow her candles out on the on the, oh my on the cake. That's she thought she wasn't going to be in the family anymore. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Robert. <gasps> it's brutal. And everything. And then my mother, like, went to go find out what was happening. And, you know, the story came out because she says, I don't want to turn black and I don't want to go back to the gutter, this and the other thing. And um, I know that uh, my older siblings didn't get a Christmas that year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's brutal that's a that's a pretty yeah. harsh thing so mom and dad could not have been happy about that wow oh, that, oh what a little prank right yeah, yeah. all right and thanks now my sister is 62 years old and the story still goes around i'll yeah. bet i'll bet i'm sure uh i love this story this one says i told kids at my school that i was a vampire and that uh and that school was my that school was my punishment for killing someone <laughs> 
Well, so that seems sure. appropriate. And you killed yeah. someone. We're enrolling you in a school. Kids, school. kids would knock on my door after school, and I'd beg my parents to tell them that I was sleeping in our basement because <laughs> they're a vampire. He's a vampire. Oh my god. Uh, let's see. We only have time for a couple of more. And let's see. I'm going to go to, uh, Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Ah, Dorka, Dorka, Dorka. Ah, same to you. What's up, Chris? Uh, so back in the day, I think probably later in elementary school, um, I got into a fight and, uh, you know, I, I ended up breaking up my, I think it's like that, the metacarpal in your hand. I'm right. not a doctor, so I don't know. Yep. Uh, but you know, it was the eighties. So I, I told my mom that I got into this, uh, gnarly, uh, BMX uh, bike accident going off of a ramp. Okay, um, that's just, that's that's to keep you from getting in trouble yeah. with your mom, right? Yeah. 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 If, like, if you said you were a world champion BMX racer, that might yeah, be a little bit more problematic. Yeah, it was late eighties. Brad was already out, so it was a great, you know. And, Brad. Uh, <laughs> and I, 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 uh, we went to the doctors, and the doctor just looked at me like he's like, "Dude, who are you kidding?" <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> yeah. great. All right, thanks, he knew, Chris. But he, yeah, he of course. Yeah. yeah. All right, and then uh, this other one, then we got to take it a break. Uh, this uh, this uh, Reddit thread person said, in kindergarten, I was obsessed with Titanic. I had a necklace that looked like the heart of the ocean, so, of course, I told everyone, it's the real heart of the ocean. <laughs> and they said, uh, a kid wearing a $20 million necklace? Sure, makes yes. total sense. People will buy it. All right, very interesting and very creative on some of these very as well. So. Yeah. And what kids will come up with as a lie, and they... Liar, whore! Liar, whore! And you know it! And wow, they're, they're just kids. They will stick to it and uh, go uh, hold their, their spot and make sure that uh, people believe what they have to say. But thank you for sharing. We do appreciate that. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in a second. We'll get some bizarre file stories when we return. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are going to go through some bizarre file stories, and we have a couple, a trio of gentlemen in our mm-hmm. studio. We're going to say hello and goodbye to. Yes. All at the same one time. One fell swoop. All right, let's do the B file first. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, it's brought to you this morning by Liberty Safes of New Jersey. Keep all your important keepsakes safe at home in a Liberty Safe. Liberty Safes of New Jersey, Route 130 in Bordentown or Route 73 in Mount Laurel. LibertySafesNJ.com. We'll start in Australia. Police have been left frustrated after an investigation into potential human remains revealed that they were actually cow bones stuffed in clothing. Man. A walker found what initially appeared to be a dead person on the side of a track last week. We got a problem with cows wearing human clothes. And reported it to police. Sergeant Dale Harmer said the area was declared a crime scene while they studied the remains. Uh, With the assistance of our local forensics officers and the forensic pathologists in Perth, we decided or identified the remains 
uh, that were actually that to be of an animal. It's clear this was an utter catastrophe. Uh, they said that the remains were stuffed inside a tracksuit to make them look like it was human remains. What kind of animal would wear a tracksuit? Yeah. A cow, obviously. Uh, it has caused police to use an entire day and three police officers guarding a scene for something which was never a human in the first place. Uh, Sergeant Harmer said that police attending the scene had thought the situation did not look right, but they still had to follow protocol and make sure. So they're not going to get, like, cattle detectives to figure out what happened? Not that I, Well, I don't know. They yeah. might call them in for this. We'll see. In Scotland, workers discovered containers full of human body parts. Oh, Jesus. And a dead penguin while clearing a waste disposal site, a court has heard. So human remains and a dead penguin. Yeah. In the same place? In the same place. Uh, Gary. You think it was a murder suicide? (laughs) (laughs) Gary Pettigrew's healthcare. I don't want to go on. Environmental (laughs) services. (laughs) <laughs> Close after losing waste contracts. Listen, you're the best lover I ever had, but I'm finding someone else provides what I need. Uh, I can't keep going on banging a penguin. Mr. Pettigrew is on trial where he denies allegations uh, that they breached regulations on the safe storage of waste. Right. You can't bury humans with penguins. Everybody knows that. Peter Whitewick, a waste contractor, told the court his team had now, if you had the cow. Had to burst open pallets of medical waste and found containers of human body parts mixed with other garbage. He claimed it took almost all of 2020 to clear the plant, which was wall-to-wall with medical waste. Yeah. Photographs showed the court, including one of a penguin carcass, which was said to have come from Edinburgh Zoo. Uh, Mr. White Whitewick uh, claimed other dead animals were found at the site, but were unidentifiable because they had turned into, quote, kind of a liquid fur. Ugh. Yeah. Other Sounds pho- delicious. Yeah. Other photographs uh, shown included tubs date marked 2017, which contain human body parts from the NHS sites across Scotland. Uh, they said anatomical waste was seen as the highest risk waste that remained on the site. Mr. Pettigrew denies the charges, and the trial continues next month. Just a stupid penguin. A giant penis may be coming to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and if that happens, we'll have Jesus and an atheist to thank. Huh. A couple of months ago, the city hosted a Christmas tree lighting ceremony as well as a menorah lighting celebration. Uh, those were religious celebrations promoted by government officials suggesting that the public square was open to anyone who wanted to host a similar event. So enter Chaz Stevens. He asked the city earlier this month for permission to host an event of his own on April 2nd in honor of Kanamara Matsuri, oh, yeah. the Shinto festival of the Steel Phallus. Uh, the centerpiece of that would be a 300-pound, six-foot-tall pink penis. I remember they had a festival based around this, and they had all sorts of huge penis sculptures. Uh, my dad has been there for that oh, in really? person. He brought me, when I was a kid, he brought me back pictures of it. I kid you not, giant Penis That's what they do, structures right? and people carrying around giant penis. They, it's called a fertility fest, right? Ah. Right. So uh, anyhow, the uh, he also it's told right after vagina fest, the city officials. <laughs> <laughs> Come on inside. There's a lot of room. Vagathon. Yeah. Yeah. Vagapalooza. Uh, he also told uh, city officials that uh, proceeds from the event would be donated towards uh, AIDS research as well as LGBTQIA plus awareness. Uh, elevating both artistry and philanthropic causes in Tamden. They asked him to submit an outdoor event application. 
Uh, the event would still have to be approved approved by an events committee and right. the city commission, but a rejection may lead to a religious discrimination lawsuit. Fort Lauderdale may be the first city where this event is taking place, but Stevens is hoping it won't be his last. He's already made similar requests in several other cities. Only one, Deerfield Beach, has rejected him outright, claiming that his display would be obscene and create a safety hazard. Uh, city officials... You don't know all- when those things are going to go off. The city officials there also added that their understanding of uh, Kanamara Matsuri as that it were more cultural than religious, giving him an out. Stevens told them his attorney will be in touch. Uh, To assist with his further erections, Uh Stevens has set up a GoFundMe page in order to cover the cost of his $8,000 penis sculptures along with any potential lawsuits he may have to file if cities reject the project. Uh, Two men in a pickup truck that had stolen tag... Written on a piece of cardboard to serve as a license plate. <laughs> I saw this. Were arrested in connection with multiple burglaries. You have to admire their candor. Anthony Sosa and Chad Dulette were taken into custody on Thursday. Uh, the pickup was spotted at several houses where the burglaries occurred. Sheriff's, the sheriff's office said that jewelry were thousands of dollars and a handgun were stolen from the homes. One of the homeowners reported to deputies that the pickup... Had a piece of cardboard that read stolen tag attached where the license plate should be. Yeah. And the pickup was later seen and pulled over by authorities. Deputies searched the vehicle, found the stolen jewelry and a handgun in the pickup. Sosa and Dulette were both convicted in the pa- in uh, the past on charges of grand theft and attempted burglary, respective. So this Did they explain their- the, uh, the reason why they decided to go completely honest with the stolen tag? I think that it was in place of, I, I think they didn't have a tag. Okay. And I think they put that oh. there as an excuse if police saw them that it I says gotcha. the stolen. tag had been stolen uh-huh. and therefore they were okay to drive it. Yeah, we can read it two ways. And yeah. Yeah. So, but, but either way. It's pretty damn obvious <laughs> yep. and easy to find a cardboard tag that says stolen tag on it. And then finally, let's end with this. In North Carolina, police arrested a man in connection with an overnight incident that injured customers seated outside a restaurant. Uh, police were dispatched to a disturbance call at uh, Mikoto Japanese Restaurant. The caller told 911 the shots had been fired. Others determined that uh, 22-year-old Joshua Hunt had been in some sort of altercation with customers in the outdoor dining area. Hunt drove a pickup truck into the outside seating area, hitting customers. He put it in reverse, and then he hit them again with the car. Uh, Someone in the outdoor area fired shots at his truck. Two customers uh, hit by the truck were taken to the hospital for their injuries. Listen, folks, the desserts are on us. And a third customer uh, declined to go to the hospital. Hunt has been charged with two counts of assault with a deadly weapon, one count of assault with a deadly weapon, and unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. We're going to take a little bit off your check. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, I have uh, three people standing next to me in our studio here, and would it be safe to say that you consider them all sons? I yeah. would yeah, say. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, I really took them under my wing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so it around COVID time, uh, and I think these guys had kind of just started their internship I think that's program. The case. Yeah, and uh, all of a sudden the company said, "Nope, everybody's got to go." Right, and uh, and and so we couldn't just cut these guys loose because no. they're doing this for school. Yeah. Uh, so they managed to complete their internship program at home, which I'm curious as to how that worked anyway. Uh, but they were doing work at home. So uh, we wanted to say hi to them and also goodbye because each of our interns gets kind of a, a yeah. an, an exit interview. Yes. 
and so we never got a chance to do it. So we would like to welcome him back to our studio to say goodbye and hello. Andrew Kent, Ed Betts, and Nick Grandizio. This morning. Hi, guys. Hey, good morning. Hey, good nice morning. to see you. By the way, Nick, did I get your last name right? Yeah, you were, you were very close. Is it Grandizio? Yeah. Okay, I did. I went to Grandizio. Hey. Right back here, I get it. All right. right. Very Italian. So, day. yeah, how deep, well, we'll start with you, Ed. How deep was it into your internship when uh, you were told you couldn't come in anymore? I actually started in September. Okay. So I actually had the full the full semester. So. Okay, so you had a little bit of time. What about you, Andrew? Same thing. Same September. Thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nick? I started in late December. Okay, so a little bit less time for you. Yeah. Um, and then we, we had to send you home. Uh, what were you guys doing for us while you were at home? Anybody jump it, in? It was mostly writing logs. Okay. And then for myself and Ed, we had to still do the clips. And after we were cut off in March and we were working from home... We did the clips up until January 2021. So wow. we were on yeah. for 10 more months. Oh, my God. Because we had nobody else to go to. We couldn't yeah, bring right. in new interns. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, you guys... <laughs> and, and the building, by the way, stayed a lot more restrictive. Like, we, we had to abide yeah. by what the building was telling us. Right. Because yeah. we happened to be in a building mm. uh, that we don't own. So, yeah, right. it made it more restrictive. So... Given your druthers, would you rather be on-premises doing what you do or remotely doing what you were doing for us? Fair question. I think I'd rather be on-premises, but okay. I was happy to at least be able to finish from home. So. Did, you, did you feel a sense of, because Marissa tries very hard, as, as does everyone, to give you know the, uh, the interns a sense of ownership of the show and be a part of it and make it happen. Were you getting that remotely? For the most part, yes. Yeah, I still enjoyed myself. From home, but obviously I'd rather be in studio if I were to work. And I prefer to work in person over at home. It just is yeah. a more yep. f- enjoyable environment. As do we. Yeah, yeah, that's why we, we we stayed. We worked the entire thing. Were you guys able to go to school at all? I mean, because so many schools were restrictive during that time as well. Well, that was my senior year, so I graduated in May. So I was finished up in May, just worked from, did all my work from home from March to May, so I didn't really have much it to just, do. It was such an odd year in so many respects, and the yeah. starting and stopping, and, and people being home, and then you know, go back to school for a little while, and then you had to go and do home learning again. Mm-hmm. So um, we appreciate you guys doing what you did from home, Yeah, uh, but it would have been better for all of us for you to be here. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Nikki, uh, were you focused in on uh, I radio? Was, yeah, I was yeah. doing radio, and then I also was doing theater, and kind of both kind of got right. destroyed oh, from COVID. They got Wait, were you yeah. Mary Poppins? Did you I play? Mary okay, Poppins, so we got right. to do two shows before it got canceled. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't yeah. know, like we kind of looked like a zombie apocalypse. If you saw the set, it's just like you know, there. It's cool though. You got <laughs> you got to do the debut and the farewell final performance yeah. within the same week. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, but you worked yeah. so hard, like because yeah. my kids were in uh, Bye Bye Birdie, and yep. they had worked for you know like rehearsal starting in January and. They worked there all through January and February into March, and then, and then nothing. And then bye bye birdie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, go ahead, Preston. Uh, well, I was going to say, well, you guys ended up, uh, you know, completing uh, the internship program, which is cool. And you've all graduated since. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh well, then we we got to find out what's what's happening. So uh, we'll start with you, Andrew. What uh, you went to Temple? You said it was your senior year. Graduated, yes. and then what? So I was freelancing for a while. Worked at Acme first, and then. Moved to Conshohocken, freelance for a while, worked for NFL Films and a bunch of production companies around the area, and then I got a job at QVC back in June, so I've been doing that. Still going? Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you love QVC. What do you do at QVC? I'm a production coordinator, so I'm pretty much in charge of taking all the product from the warehouse, 
setting it up and then moving it uh, from set to set and okay. just making it all look. It's a nice. machine. It's a military yeah. operation oh, there. I mean, and and uh, by the way, you, you so your base are you basically set dressing as well? Uh, they have another department called sets and props that does okay. that. Okay, all right. Yeah, we're mostly just in charge of taking care of the host as well as setting up all the product. All and, right. Mm-hmm. Andrew got in the broadcast industry. I love it. I call that a win yes. right there. I'd say wait, that's wait, wait, wait. Successful. All right, hold on. There you go. One up, order up. Yep. Ed, what about you? So I'm in the, the I graduated in May of twenty twenty from Temple with a master's oh. in media studies. Oh. In media studies and production. Okay. Someone wasted a little more money. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Temple's great, yeah. So uh I'm 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 in the newspaper business, so I'm And how how many houses on your route? <laughs> so, uh, so, dude, I'm a, no. What, what are you doing? I'm a newspaper page designer. So I'm, ah, I'm, so I'm graphics. Doing, so I'm doing kind of like graphic design and layouts. Things, doing kind of a layout. I, so, what paper? So it's basically every suburban Philly newspaper. We also have a few, like Town Talk and stuff like that. Like Town Talk, the Daily Times. Oh, the, can you the, get the Casey on the cover of Town Talk? <laughs> Mainline Times. Yeah, uh, I don't think Mainline Times is part of us, but the Reporter, which okay. is in Lansdale. What is your favorite font? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Courier Times. I'm just a Times New Roman. Yeah, yeah. Times yeah. New I'm Roman. I'm an aerial classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I dig it. Nice. And uh, Ed still comes out. We still see him. Uh, it comes out, yeah. And all kinds of stuff, so it's always nice yeah. to see you there. It's cool you're, you're, you're doing that. And, and your ultimate goal would be to remain in uh, in what you're doing? I would love to try to get more into the broadcasting side. Okay. Because okay. I love audio editing. It's so much fun. All, all right. right. <laughs> but you're in journalism, so that's cool, too. Yeah. All right, so hopefully uh, something opens up in that right. There you go. That's a win as well. <laughs> and then, Nick, how about you? You're not going to be ringing a bell for me, <laughs> sadly. Uh, no, with COVID, uh, kind of things had to take a little bit of a turn. So I w- was at Acme for a little while, and then after Acme, I actually worked at a dispensary for a little bit. Yeah, ah. sure. um, after the dispensary, I now work for a company called Globus, okay. and there I work on a team uh, called Field Asset Management, and basically I'm an analyst that helps the sales force um, get products and inventory that they need in order to uh, sell to surgeons. So that way they can be successful for cases and stuff. Oh, like that. oh well, listen, anything related to the medical industry can be lucrative. Is it, is it, is it proving to be good for you so far? Yeah, uh, it's actually like my first uh, Monday to Friday Okay. Job, and yeah. so uh, it's the first time I'm off like weekends. Still doing life, theater? So. Or can, or, or uh, I actually, to I've been telling my friends I've been getting the theater bug itch recently. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've been kind of waiting for uh, an opportunity to arise. Like in, my, I recently moved to King of Prussia, so... Looking around those theaters. All right, currently. these guys got careers. Yeah. Listen, and they, 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 they were great for us, and it, it, that was such a. It, it sucked. I mean, we have a, a great crew of interns uh, now, yep. and uh, having them back. I mean, honestly, you know, Marissa, as I said before, makes it an essential part of the whole experience that you're part of putting the show on every day. So yeah. it's great. <clears throat> Anybody in steady relationships right now, or are we all single? What's going on? Or are you a thruple? <laughs> <laughs> Might be a thruple. Yeah, I'm engaged. I'm uh, getting married May 13th. Yeah. Oh, this year? Uh, yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Right. Good My fiance, Julia. Yeah. Nice. How about you, Ed? I'm single. Uh, Andrew? Uh, it's a little complicated. All right. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say there's a paternity test involved. <laughs> Why did he have to ask this question? <laughs> um, well, cool. That's, is she currently I have to listening? Ask, any moment, one moment that stood out for you guys, we'll start the other way, Nick, uh, okay. on, on the show and doing something for the show, a moment that really resonated with you that you will remember all the days of your life. 
<laughs> so there's this. I, I Ed asked me like he told us beforehand. Like Nick, make sure you have like a favorite moment when you come yeah. in. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm, I'm trying to think of all these like moments. <laughs> but this one moment like really keeps like pointing out at me, and it's uh, so as you. Probably remember the Dunkachino machine wasn't working for a long time. <laughs> yes, when we were here. Yeah. Still not and so, okay, so we used to have to like get the coffee from Dunkin' like outside. Yeah, and we'd come back. <laughs> and so my whole life, I have never, I've never liked coffee. I've never drank yeah. really drank coffee. I, I was a milk drinker. I yeah. was a water drinker my whole life. So I never really was in a put in a specific like into a situation where I had to make coffee for people. <laughs> and I feel like this is a gap of knowledge that I just have. So one time you had a couple of guests, and they were listening guests. <laughs> and uh, someone was like, hey, Nick, um, could you uh, could you get him a cup of coffee? And I was like, yeah, no problem. So I go in there and get coffee, and I'm like, <laughs> like doing like all this stuff, like trying to figure out what I'm doing. I'm like, I can give it back to him. I'm like sitting against like the wall. I think you guys are doing like bizarre files. And this guy like who is drinking the coffee, he's like, hey, Nick. And I like go over to him, like, what's up, man? He's like, Nick, I gotta. You're a nice guy. I gotta be honest with you. This this is the worst cup of coffee. I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is the first cup of coffee I ever made in my life. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad it's edible. Oh my god! There you go. That's what great. Put to the test. Hey, there's still people here who've been working for years that don't know how to make coffee. Okay. So don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, what about you, Ed? I gotta say, when Terry Crews was in studio, yeah, there was such a buzz in the studio. Oh, he was great. Oh. He is so much fun. Yep, yep. Nice, Andrew. You. So I'm a massive movie buff. I've been making movie reviews and writing stuff for the last seven or so years. So when M. Night Shyamalan and yeah. when Ryan Johnson were both mm. in studio, I was shaking. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I remember I, I walked up to Ryan, and I didn't even, like, introduce myself. I said, hey, uh, nice to meet you. I, I love Star Wars, big Star Wars guy. And he was just, he seemed like he was really freaked out and just walked right out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know I'm not George Lucas, right? <laughs> Excellent. Well, listen, it is great to have you guys back in here, and thank you for all the work you did, not only here in the studio, but at home for an extended amount of time. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we can't do it without our interns. Yes, There's absolutely. a lot of work yeah. that needs to be done. So thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks All right. Us. All right. Thanks Good to see us. you. And they're, good. they're on their way. Send them, normally, we send them off not knowing what's going to happen, but, but we, we already know. know. These guys are doing great. It's a wonderful thing. So we have, we have a new uh, crew of interns that are being uh, transitioned in as we speak. Uh, and I, I love it. And if you have any interest, Marissa, I know that... You're, you're always looking, right? So contact Marissa. Just yep. go to the website. That's what you do. All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us this morning. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Let me get a little, uh, little bit of a butt plug real quick, if you guys don't mind. No uh, problem. Uh, my friend, and you guys know him, uh, music producer David Ivory, asked me to mention this. Uh, he, They have um, the Music Industry Task Force, uh, which he's the chair of. And uh, they're going to be uh, speaking to city council uh, in Philadelphia on Thursday at 10 a.m. And they're coming up with recommendations to increase the economic impact of Philly music creators. So if you're a musician or if you know someone who is in the music industry in Philadelphia, uh, they're asking for people to come and show their support in Mm. person. So Thursday at 10 a.m. City Council, and they came up with some uh, recommendations 
One of the things is uh, the creation of a music office, somewhat like the film office. Yeah. Uh, for musicians. I could see that. Here in Philadelphia. And its purpose is to promote the music venues, creators, and overall music economy, as well as giving a unified voice for all various organizations operating now in the city, like the Philadelphia Music Alliance and the Grammy chapter and a bunch of others. To promote uh, music in the uh, in the city. In the area, yeah. yeah. And, and also, they want to create a music cultural museum at the now-abandoned Sigma Studios building. Well, that's yes. perfect. And they want to preserve the musical heritage for Philly music uh, past and present, as well as hosting events and things like that. So that's part of what they're doing. Kathy, we could do our first jug band performance there. <laughs> um, but they're look- he- he's looking for bodies. He's looking for people who are in the music industry to show up and help show support, support yes. on Thursday at 10 a.m. Uh, at the city council meeting. And you can find details of that online because I don't know exactly where in the building that place takes place, City Hall or anything. But uh, they're also working on things like getting uh, uh, loading zone parking for musicians near venues so they don't get parking tickets for unloading. <laughs> that's games. a nightmare. In my most recent stint playing with the band, yeah. like that's a real issue. Like Especially if you're a drummer. You show up with a car full of stuff, right. and you're like, I've n- I can't pull over and unload this in front of the venue, and i got to right. go blocks down, and it takes... A, a ridiculous amount of time and effort to get that done. So, uh, and also having uh, music playing at uh, transition hubs like the airport and 33 station, having Philly music played, having centralized kiosks promoting music events instead of posters, stapled to telephone poles and stuff like that. So it's just to promote the music industry. And this city and this area has such a rich history. Uh, I love this idea. Yep. So uh, that is this Thursday, 10 a.m. City Council. I want to give that plug uh, for my buddy uh, David Ivory. We didn't hear the effect. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. We need the little oh, you do. Yeah, yeah. The butt plug, if you will, please. There, there it is. There it is. All right. That makes it real. Uh, Marissa's got something for us. I'm not sure where she is. I was Ooh. told this is going to be a bit of a surprise. Uh, and we're going to bring this Is it in. Bolaris? No, it's not Bolaris. <laughs> where did he pop up recently? I just saw uh, his name mentioned. He got hacked. Oh, he got hacked. Ah, uh, yeah. That was it. Kathy, were you the one that sent that no, over to us? I think Marissa sent it over. Okay, yeah. Uh, oh. No, it's well. It's not John Blaris. It's we have brought in cocaine. Yes, yeah. the Tom Hanks cocaine. Oh, so, so this is now you hear cocaine and you think we're going to be you know snorting rails over here doing bumps or what freezes or whatever. But uh, no, it's actually a drink uh, that he came up with that Tom Hanks came up with, and it's a mixture of. Champagne and Diet Coke, or Coke and right. champagne, meaning cocaine, a cocaine, champagne, yeah. cocaine. You get it? Yeah, so so in this case, uh, everyone's focused in on how Kathy's going to react because well, we, you have the most discerning palate for this. She stuff. handed me the cup, and I uh, smelled it, as usual, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to like this. This has too much Diet Coke in it. And then I looked over, and the bottle of champagne wasn't open yet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh. We need the sound. Okay. Hold on a second. Yeah. Party time. All right, so he said just a shot of uh, champagne, Marissa. That's more than, yeah. Yeah, more than that. <laughs> like a, a, a healthy shot. Yeah. Like a really healthy shot. So I, I you know, I don't drink, but I, I can, the mimosas I'm fine with. You like champagne? I, I actually am okay with champagne. Yeah. yeah, champagne's something I never think to drink. I have And on the, the occasions that I do, I'm like, this is really yummy. It's, I, I buy it more than I buy wine now. No kidding. Champagne yeah. to me, at least when I ever, it's around New Year's or whatever, um, it tastes a little sweet to me by in, it can. in and of itself. Yeah. Some champagnes are sweeter than others. Like yeah. uh, some are drier. Yeah. Uh, so I, I will. I really only like the brute champagne. It has to be like extra dry for me. 
Um, Cheers. This is like a weird taste. Did you try it? All right. Yeah. What are you getting out of that? I, I don't hate it. Like, it almost takes Neither away a little bit of the sweetness from the diet. Uh, Pepsi or whatever we put in there, but um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I would ever like order make this. It. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I would order a champagne. I would like it, or a mimosa, but I, I don't think I would order this. Tastes like bad diet coke to me. <laughs> like the like it's diet turned. coke is spoiled a little. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. Oh, almost. Yeah, it's just tastes like bad syrup or something. I mean, it's like not that. terrible. No, it's just uh, I well, it's not bad. I wouldn't order. Wait, this. so is the diet coke bad or no? That's what the champagne's doing. No, that's to what it. the champagne is okay, doing okay. to the diet coke. <laughs> uh, so, so this is Tom Hanks' drink. Let's try Peter Scolari's drink mm. and complete the bosom buddies <laughs> rest in peace. cabinet. Well, and I will. He's not s- dead. Peter Scolari. He is. Yeah, he is, is he dead? Yeah. When did he die? He died uh, a year Aww. and a half ago. Two years ago. Oh man, that's not he was really drinking uh, champagne and diet coke, oh. and his uh, lungs exploded. I forgot about Peter Scolari. Oh man, that's too bad. <laughs> Peter Scolari, October twenty second, twenty twenty one. Rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Oh my God, how could I have forgotten Peter Scolari? He will be missed. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Yeah. This is. Uh, no. I'm never going to order this. Uh, I believe no. your assessment yeah. and I, what the uh, one of the industry people in uh, the liquor industry that you quoted earlier said uh, this is a quickly passing fad. Yeah. And I believe that's it. Yeah. Maris, where did you get the prosecco? Uh, Matt Gord. Oh, nice. <laughs> Matt, Matt Gord had a bottle of champagne. <laughs> yes. So for MGK, we'll make sure they have a fully stocked liquor cabinet. <laughs> There? Yeah, they got massage therapists down yeah. there. No, yeah. we actually get narcotics. So, Bill, it's <laughs> by the way, let's keep in mind that this is a this is a cocktail. This is a drink made from someone who really doesn't drink. Drink, yeah, yeah that's the thing. Yeah, that's uh, that's Tom Hanks. Oh my so. God, we we were out at uh, Peddler's Village, and there's that wine, um, that wine the store. Wine, that, yeah, yeah, the little winery there. And, and Preston, so I I can I just don't like the taste of alcohol. But there was a, I said, okay, Claire wants someone to drink wine with, you know, obviously when we're having a meal or we're going to have our Christmas dinner. And, and so we picked up this wine that was, it would blow your head off how sweet this wine is. Yep. It so overpowers any taste of alcohol, but they do, uh, it's amazing how many different variations there are. So yeah, I'm sure it was a dessert, for everybody. dessert yeah. wine or oh an ice, ice wine. Ice wine's like drinking candy. Yeah. One of the biggest beer uh, aficionados that I know, my buddy Jeff, never drank beer in college. Hated it. Would literally bring a bottle of amaretto to a party and drink amaretto sours right. at like parties and stuff like that. Yeah. And he now just, he's a beer drinker. And now he's a, he's not only a beer drinker. I mean, he trades beers. Oh. He's on these like these beer like websites and message yeah. boards. And the, the overwhelming majority of alcohol is an acquired taste. I mean, mm-hmm. you're you know, very rarely do you hear of some person first time drinking booze Loving going, it. oh, this oh my is God. fantastic. Vodka. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> It's so refreshing. It's acquired. Uh, although, okay, I was out to dinner the other night, and I ordered a, um, I was in margarita mode, and it was a pineapple jalapeno margarita. Mm-hmm. Kathy. My nipples are hard. I had to force myself to keep pushing it away from me. It was so, so good. good. Where were you? I forgot the name of the restaurant. It's brand new. Don't say the name of it, Bill. Oh, oh, yeah, Bill will get all Hold upset. on, Fred. Hold on, Mike. No, but this is a style of life thing. So you actually were there, and you're just relating the story. Yes. Is it relatable? Nick, there's a restaurant in uh, Phoenixville, and they've opened one up Versante. near me. Yes, Versante. Thank you. Mm. And I, I had to keep pushing it away because I'm going to, like the people I was with, I'm like, they're going to think I'm just this hardcore boozer because I just wanted to inhale it. In case Preston Elliott was just so in here, and the good. dude is a total alky. Swear me, to God. What is it again? 
a pineapple jalapeno margarita. So it's got some spice to it. Yeah, okay. a little bit of spice. Kathy, it'd be probably too sweet for you. Uh, uh, I, I liked it because it was so sweet. So, um, so the, I love the the spicy margaritas. Like a lot of people do those, you know, in the wintertime to kind of keep margarita life going. Um, yeah. And I love them. They're delicious. But like the jalapeno kills me. I, I thought you were going to do a margarita tour. I, I did. And she did. Yeah. I, I do. I yesterday. am. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I you, it's ongoing. A different margarita every day for a year. Oh, no. I did, Well, no, I didn't every do day. that. But no, every time I go, I have them. I have a whole collection of pictures of margaritas and the places that I've gone and whether I liked them or not. Yeah, I don't even I just, drink and they look good. I know. I just didn't really like play, put it all together. Oh, I, all right. I could. Mm-hmm. I certainly could. Yeah, and if you have all if you the have material. Any suggestions, let me know because I love margaritas. I recommend the pineapple Jalapeno margarita. Okay. Yummy. And you know what? A bunch of people have um, recommended this restaurant to me because it's near Spring Mountain and they yeah. know that we, you know, close. we go there a lot. Yeah, so. It's real close to me. And, cool. it was, and uh, dinner was fantastic. The polenta. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> Bill doesn't like that. So it's, a, uh, it's a lifestyle thing. Yes. You know what's funny? Is, uh, <laughs> Kathy said the name of the restaurant, even though you're the one who went there, so she's going to get, oh, get in trouble. Oh, totally getting in trouble. Tomorrow yes. at the meeting. Well, what I is wrong mean, with you, Kathy? Uh, I just said the name in preparation for when I go. Maybe I'll get a free margarita. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you saw, did you see the video yesterday that Kyle put out of when he dropped the F-bomb in here last week? Yes. Bill Weston? Yeah, oh. It was very funny. I have oh not God. seen that. Is that a Daily Rush? It is not a Daily Rush. It's just a reel on our Instagram. Okay. But, right. uh, so Bill doesn't turn his ringer off, and he was standing in the corner of the studio <laughs> on Friday morning. So I called him, and the ringer went off, and then he dropped the F-bomb yelling at me. And then... <laughs> He like, of course, it was somebody else's fault, and he blamed uh, was it somebody for saying me? the name of a restaurant. Oh, there was a, a burger joint, and then uh, oh, it's just he was yeah, so he fra- was he was so frazzled. He was deflecting. What at was, that point. When we we were in a meeting not that long ago, and uh, yes, Casey's right. Bill keeps his his ringer on, and so everybody started calling each other and texting each other. Just totally like <laughs> diverted this meeting. Uh-huh. Um, but how did that? all start was it people calling or texting bill first it was actually that... no it was chuck d'amico had his ringer on so oh. yeah, oh, i was chuck. sending him okay. text messages so K- yeah. casey was the instigator no no he wasn't <laughs> <laughs> well bill uses an analog phone ringer too uh, that's oh, the he's using uh-huh. an old style yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my mom's goes off all the time and it's the star wars theme so we'll be sitting in the middle of mass and then <laughs> 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 she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't mute it. No, well, we used to old get people don't like whenever you. It's always an old person. That's why always. you said when Bill was in here, you go, "Well, you're over sixty, so your ringer's on." <laughs> <laughs> he got mad at me one time because my voicemail was full, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> "I texted you back, man. You could you could call me back, and that's an old person oh, thing too." Oh goodness! Yeah, I'm sorry, my voicemail was full. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, thank you, Marissa, for bringing in the uh, the cocaine. Uh, it was good to have it this morning. Uh, moderate. <laughs> okay. A little pig okay. It's yeah. all right. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a novelty. It's a C. I think it's a bit of a ruin on the, uh, on likes the it. champagne. Do you what? like it, Nick? <laughs> I'm just drinking it. Oh, you finish it. <laughs> I didn't finish it yet. I'm not going to put it away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is a, uh, Steve sent over this uh, to me. It's an interesting challenge, if you want to call it that, on TikTok uh, and other social media platforms. And... It's got some uh, police pretty pissed off about it. Um, and it challenges young teens to steal certain cars <laughs> off the, the street, hell? but using a USB cord. Cord? Yeah, cord. This is really weird. So apparently, certain makes and models 
of 2010 to 2021 Kia and Hyundai vehicles that use a mechanical key, not a key fob, and push button to and uh, and push button to start the car. Investigators tell CNBC that the trend started last year. And the number of cars being stolen is continuing to surge across the country in St. Petersburg, Florida. And I'll tell you how this is done, by the way. Uh, St. Petersburg, Florida uh, police reported more than a third of their car thefts since mid-July are linked to this. Los Angeles officials say the viral trend has led to an 85% increase in the theft of Hyundais and Kias compared with last year. And the story is same in Chicago as well. So it's all over the country. Uh, the trend challenges teens to steal a car. By uh, off of the street, by stealing a car off the street, by breaking into the car, popping off the steering wheel column, and then hot wiring the vehicle using a USB cable similar to the wire used to charge a phone. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know exactly how it works. I haven't watched a video. On I, it. So I have yet to, to determine that. I'm am I correct? Or do you think it's possible that the actual USB connector itself fits Is in the ignition, fitting in something? I don't know. And That's what I was thinking. Because if it fits in the ignition and you can turn it and then engage that button. Yeah, because it says they need a mechanical start. By the way, is is popping the steering column off of the car an easy thing to do? It sounds like it would be difficult to me. Right? It's a plastic, isn't it, usually? Yeah, but I mean, do, do you have to break something or do you have to, you need at I least a, a screwdriver or, you know, I'm so, curious. So this actually, my um, my neighbor has a, uh, uh, a Hyundai, um, and he he's parked on the side of the street by my house, which is, by the way, lit up like crazy, and has, I have security cameras all over the place. I'll finish why that's important here. Um, and so he comes out, and his window is smashed on his car. Uh. They didn't steal anything. And so I check, and, I, and I'm going to show you guys in the studio, but here's the footage. Next to the car, that's there's a car with a bunch of younger guys in it. Okay. And they're shining the light into his car. Right. Look, and you'll see the guy crawls in and oh, crawls wow. to the front of the car. Oh, and that's exactly what he's doing. So the police responded, and they came by, and they said, it turns out that his car is like one year out of this. Oh, okay. So they weren't able so to do it in his car. So Whoa. they just smashed the window but and that, then the alarm goes off and they, they cut out. But, but that's I, I what they this, were looking for. Yeah, Kathy, I have this on four different HD Good. cameras. Yeah, and gave it gave it on the zip to the uh, to the woman. Hopefully they get the bastards. Um, I do know that uh, stealing a car is, like, easier than we would all think. Like, people that do it, it's fairly simple for oh, them. Kathy, a practiced crew is going to get your car. I mean, and so that's that's how my wife's car got clipped. They had her, they had that car running within 20 seconds. Yeah. So uh, I can tell you a couple things to do despite what goes back and forth. The one thing that we absolutely do is we keep our keys in, a, in Faraday boxes that kills the signal from the key fobs. So that you, you know, in the if, house? if you're think about it, if you are parked and your car is very adjacent to you where you put your keys, a lot of people come in and put their keys, you know, in a, in a thing right. by the front door. If you're in decent proximity to your car, they can use a booster to to get, to get that car running, and so huh. they'll they'll do it. They'll they'll boost that signal, and it's, it's weird because sometimes we say, "Oh no, they don't have that," and yet I'll see a, police authorities and people who are thieves say, "Yes, they do." So my thing is to default on foiling them every way possible, yeah. and you can get uh, Amazon. They have these. You know, uh, a lot of times now they'll give you if you buy a new vehicle, they'll give you a Faraday pouch to keep your keys in. 
Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Going back to this thing, though, is a couple texts says this just happened to my friend who lives in the Northeast. Uh, gained new chargers. They left it dangling when the car was recovered four days later. Uh, and another one says, uh, Steve, yes, it just so happens uh, that the, the the USB cable or end, yeah. I don't know which part of it, it fits in the ignition, and you can turn it with that. Wow. And somebody else says the, the columns, the, the covering over the steering column uh, is usually cheap plastic and a couple of screws. I knew somebody who uh, would steal cars from the dealerships. They yeah. would go in at night, and I, I'm not, I don't know what they were doing, but... Um, he said it was like pretty simple, and he knew what he was doing, and he would go in and take the cars. And he so, and they would they, once they you know everything. I guess they you know gets put out with the license plate or whatever's on the car that it's stolen, and then he would swap them out. Wow! He would go back to the dealership and swap it out. You know this person? <sighs> yeah. Like Bill said to me the other day, he's like, "Who knew you knew about? Uh, oh, how long you could spend time in prison in Pennsylvania? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm like a little bit of a." Detective myself. Right, so, right. Uh, yes, I, I do know this person. Well, I'm, I'm showing another angle here. You can see the, the, the guy gets out and looks it in the front of the car. Um, you know, now it would, the, the ignition would present as, it would look the same, but it would not be exactly the same because it's one year difference. And Steve, that white car is a Tesla? Th- that white car is a Hyundai, the car that's being, gotcha. that's about to be, uh, they're going to attempt to steal, but couldn't. And that's parked on the street. Right. But you see, there's a couple of guys in this vehicle. There's another Jeez. guy sitting in there. And I, that's you know. crazy. Here's the Preston, let me let me just clarify. I'm not friends with this person. Are you no, not? No, no. not anymore. She just fences. No. She fences stuff for him. Oh no, okay. no. He's a business partner. Yeah, they're, they're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, that's why business I always everything is. He's known as Mr. Magenta. <laughs> uh, this uh, Texas, I live in Chicago and got two windows smashed in my Kia in one week. Nothing stolen. Says they didn't even take my CDs. Kind of offended, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? How wonderful of TikTok to provide all of these avenues for wonderful things like eating Tide Pods and stealing Hyundais. Well, they, sometimes they give good crockpot recipes, Steve. That's the balance. Oh, you, get a good, you get a good buffalo dip out of it? It's uh, okay. It's so frustrating. I had a uh, my window broken years and years ago. And, the, and, you know, it was some dude trying to go through my... I had a whole bunch of change in my in my ashtray. <sighs> the dude probably made off with like a buck fifty. I, yeah. I would have paid him 50 bucks to not break my window. You I've had it happen. I mean? you like, get, and you get back to the car, and mm-hmm. there's glass all over the inside of the car. You, you had it happen. I did, with yeah. A, uh, with a laptop. And they stole my backpack. Uh, backpack. They stole my laptop. But Casey, yeah, you get back to the car, and you're like, wait, what happened? It's, it's You yeah. feel so violated. I've seen more than one recommendation, and, and somebody texted this in, um, saying that people are buying the club again yeah. because uh, ah. it pre- it pre- it's a, a visible deterrent for people to stop stealing cars. And now, so it's, it's, it's oh. people are, are coming back with the club. Now, wait, wait. A, a practice thief will get through that quickly. But listen. Really? Well, here's the deal, Nick. You said the key at the beginning, though, and I talked to a couple of security experts about what's the best thing to do. What are you going to do? You're going to go to the car that doesn't have a club? Right. Or you're going to go to the car that has a club? Right, right. And, and, and oh, this is going to take longer. Let me go to the... No, no, no. They don't... They, huh. they want to go in and out as quickly as possible. So any deterrent that's going to delay them, that's it. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what if, surprised me with this car, Katie, Casey, Kathy, sorry, <laughs> is that um, the um, he goes through the back window in the car. And again, I have the, the high-def footage. 
and the alarm doesn't go off. It's only when he goes towards, when he tries to start the car that the alarm goes off, and that's when they bolt. Well, when when my car got broken into, they, now they broke a window, so they yeah. went right in, but however Shouldn't they, the car alarm the, go off no, when you break the window? Wherever they they break it, and uh, the way they do it, it, it does not put the uh, the alarm off. So they sell GPS devices that also have, that have security devices. I know, because I looked into this. And it will, any car jostle will set it off. It, you can have it set to set off the alarm. And that should be, I mean. I, I set the freaking alarm off, like, myself. On Sometimes I'm on the inside and, like, yeah. I, I don't even know what happens. And I open the door and the alarm's going off and I can't turn it off. Yet they were able to break my window and get in my car without putting the alarm Kathy, on. Kathy, though. Shouldn't a broken window yeah. on a car set off the alarm? It well, should. The, the cops said it was like something. It, they they put like um I forget what it was, but it but it just has like a little point to it, and they know exactly right. where to put it on the window, and it's just like a little tap, and then it shatters. Kathy, it's yeah. the same thing that they'll they'll give to like senior citizens driving down in Florida. So, you know, they they drive off into the into the uh, the the waterways all the time, and they say you just use it. It's like an like an all, I guess. Oh, and, from the and inside, you just tap you the tap, window, it'll yeah. break the glass. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I do now? Uh, right before I go to bed, I put my dog in the car, and then I go to bed. Yes, and I just, right. I just and you dress him up as a human. <laughs> Roll up all the windows. Roll up. Make sure all the. Who windows is your favorite up? baseball player? <laughs> Roof. What's on the top of the house? Roof. Uh, I will go to Lynn next. Hey, Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Lynn? Crumb bum. <laughs> yeah. Um, Get away like from that, me. Like Get away from me. What's up? One, two, three. Uh, <laughs> okay, here we go. One, two, three. <laughs> uh, my daughter was, I was with my daughter over the weekend, and she's a, a firefighter in Philly, and she rented her West Philly house out to another fellow firefighter, and he just called her and said his girlfriend's Kia got stolen from right in front of the house. They even had cameras and all, blah, blah, blah. And they went for a ride in it. They really didn't wreck it. But what was really weird was when they found the car, it was filled with Capri Sun yeah. things. Well, that's because they're they yummy. Were, they, they were little, they were little kids, I guess. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Yeah. Here's here's with that story, Lynn. That that I was uh, reading here is that the majority of these people are just taking them for joy rides, and. Yeah. That they are, for the most part, really young a lot of times. These guys look really young because in this video. Yeah. It's a TikTok challenge. They even got one kid who was 11 years old. Oh. Uh, doing I, I, that. So he's less than a man. You're less than a man. Okay. I just thought it was funny because it was so, you know, instead of beer bottles. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. Them yeah. juice boxes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, my God. All right. Thanks, Lynn. Appreciate so, it. Have a great day, guys. You too. Bye. Press, are you the only one on the show who hasn't had a car broken into? Never have my car broken into. What about you, Marissa? Hold on a second. Has Marissa ever... I have never had my car broken into. Yeah, but your wife, so yeah. I'm giving you a pass. You, you're you uh, you're one of us, Steve. Thank you, man. Yeah, count me as half a vote. I had somebody when I lived in Maniunk, like, try to break into my car, and they just didn't succeed. All right. But they, like, left slobber all over the window. <laughs> <laughs> was it a St. Bernard? <laughs> <laughs> I talked to a cop. They think that he may have been, like, on drugs or something. And uh, was, like, well, I told you the time, I, and, I, and they weren't trying to break into the car, but the, some guy going down the street hit into a number of different cars. I go out to get into my car to come here in the morning, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm there. I close the door, and I'm like... Why don't I feeling a breeze in it with everything yeah. else? The passenger <laughs> yes. window was broken. I couldn't tell. Uh. Am I the only person on the show that has left their sunroof open during a torrential downpour? Nope. Oh. No, Pierre has. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> That's all. All right. Me. Uh, let me go next to, hang on, because uh, Brian's got a comment. Hey, Brian, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, bud? Hey, I don't know if Steve knows or any, any of you guys know. Ring doorbell. 
is coming out with a car ring camera mm. that it will send you notifications to your phone, like the ring doorbell, if anybody goes near your car or anything like that that records going out. Yeah. Out the windshield or inside the cab or anything like that. Yeah, the, the car cam. It's 200 bucks. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's on if Ring's website. If you order it now, they give you $50 off. Yeah. Uh, listen, they, they, I think there's going to be a whole spate Thanks, of these things coming, and it only makes sense. I know that if you even, I think the Tesla actually comes with a proximity camera array so someone comes up close yeah um you know they'll get that it films uh, because like yeah. sentry mode essentially sentry mode yeah exactly case um i think i don't know if it's ring or not but uh steve did you see this that they're uh, they're coming out with a it's essentially a drone that will patrol patrol your house yes. while you're gone so so, they, so it's, yeah a camera that right so they they keep they keep getting closer to it i've got to see how this cuz i i pre-ordered to, to beta test it uh-huh. when it comes out that would annoy the hell out of me if i'm a next door neighbor uh, no no no, no inside, inside your house oh inside your it house it will sorry. actually if it senses something's happened in a room it will take you have thirty seconds to comply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got killbots flying yes. around inside our houses now. I can only imagine our cat knocks like a uh, like something off a desk, and then yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you guys? You guys all have rings, right? So, like, whenever no, I, I have the, I have a. Um, well, essentially, like, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. When you guys get like an alert, you do you uh, click on the link and go, okay. Well, it so depends. We, yeah. Like if it's overnight uh, or we're not home and we see it, yeah, like it, it'll grab your attention. Most of the time it's the wind or right. a deer or something like that. Car driving by. Dude, my yeah. dog. A deer, a door-to-door deer, deer sensor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, stop. Are you interested in a new vacuum cleaner that I think is really revolutionizing how people are cleaning their homes? Now, we're outdoor creatures, but we even know when a house is spick and span. And I can highly... Re- Do you have a few minutes, sir? By the way, I love the ponytail. Anyway... <laughs> You know, he's Steve, the deer, their assistant. Deer walks in and just craps on the floor and goes, oh, how are we going to clean this up? Well, no fuss, no muss. Don't worry, little lady. In just five seconds, you'll have your floor back to the way you wanted it. All spick and span, and the kids could play down there, and I know that's a big concern of yours. Door-to-door deer vacuum cleaner salesman. But just give me a second. I want to eat a couple of pretzels here. There's a guy over in Delco who taught me how to eat these. But... You know how much they cost, right? <laughs> Le- less than a buck. Yeah. yeah. Just a few bucks. Yeah. Just a yeah. few bucks. Yeah. All right. Now, let's, let's I'm go. not just going to give you one point why you should buy this. I'm going to give you eight points because I'm an eight point buck. Save you some dough. <laughs> <laughs> you will fawn all over this. Anything else, guys? Oh, no need to hoof it to the store to get you a new vacuum cleaner. We'll bring it right to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's a, that's a good time to that's wrap it. things yeah. up right now. Uh, but anyhow, listen, if you own, uh, you probably already know about it, but if you do own a, uh, a Kia or a Hyundai, um, uh, the, there's a certain year, I believe it's 2010 to 2021. Uh, keep that in mind. And by the way, people are posting videos of them doing this stuff. Yeah. And they're using a the hashtag Kia boys. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised they're letting that stay up. I know. You're I'm, actually soliciting for yeah. You, you're you're promoting criminal activity. Yeah, auto but theft. To Nick's point, though, on on the that, on the club, on pop that in there if you have yeah. one. If you're in an area where you think you might fall prey to this, pop. Listen, it's a little bit of a of a pain in the ass, but put a visual deterrent that might delay them or 
convince them to pass your car over. Put a deer in your car. Put a deer in your yeah, car. You want to. Make, make, set up a club for deer in your car. A club for deer. <laughs> wow. How many? Yeah. There's a guy the velvet rope in your car. Use Casey's uh, interior car uh, disco yeah. light. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're getting down here inside the Hyundai tonight. <laughs> All right. Uh, we Kia wouldn't want to be a. <laughs> All right, we had better take a break. We're going to do that very thing. We will come back in just a moment. Hang tight, friend. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself, like snacking a little better going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Acme's here to make that journey easier and even more rewarding with their new Sincerely Health platform featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com health for more details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. <laughs> You okay? Why? Okay. Steve was making a face. That's all right. Um, Stream of consciousness now. All right. I haven't been that guy. I'm not ready. In a while. I know. I didn't tell you guys. I'm not ready. A lot of times we don't even communicate with each other what we're going to talk about on the air until we get on the air. But think of the one character that is born out of absolute pandemonium it's the stream of consciousness yes. there. and sometimes i just yell yeah yeah yes. is there music for this one there, there is, is. Oh, there it is. stream of consciousness uh, i'm gonna start with a story that was sent to me by her highness romano uh and it's the story of <laughs> right i want you that's what i want I you guys did. to call me her i am princess. a princess romano okay uh, a century-old Chestnut Hill estate that was formerly home to one of the world's leading car collectors has hit the market and is going for 1.5 mil. Uh, and seems, it doesn't seem ridiculously expensive, right? Chestnut Hill. Yeah, it's and, like a, and it's, it's a big house, but it needs some work. Yeah, super old. Yeah, that's okay. The thing. It needs some work. It's a like ni- 1980. It's a nine thousand. No, a little bit <laughs> older than that. It's a nine thousand square foot home. Nine. Uh, that's nine. Nine, nine thousand. It's like uh, half of the size of my home. Oh, my, no, yeah. I know. If you look at I the mean, downsize. If, if you discount the street and the yard. Yes. You're right. I didn't even look at the at the price here, uh, Kath. That's definitely for a 9,000 square foot home, a 1.5 million, and in Chestnut Hill, it's yeah. pretty, wow. it, it's going to need a lot of work. Yeah, so I sent it to you because he was like one of the largest like car collectors. He was the Frederick Simone, the guy who's the, the Simone car oh, collector. That, up at the that airport. car museum, which, yeah. which he just um, mm-hmm. uh, turned over, I guess. Uh, what was the story with that? He, he, some, we talked. We talked about it. Not that we talked about it last year. I, I, I went to it for the first time for yeah. the uh, the fur ball with Morris Animal Refuge a couple of years ago. Oh, right. First time I'd ever been to it. And I'm like, dear God, has this been here all this time and I've been not going? So we're it's looking amazing. at a picture of the house. It's beautiful. Uh, it's it's a stone front on it, and it's it's described in its architecture, which I'll get to in a moment. But it's a nine thousand square foot of home, uh, eighty seven hundred Seminole Street. Was built in nineteen oh nine. Sits on just under one and a half acres. It's a big house and not a huge lot for that to be on. No, I to need be to honest. see it on a map. I just need to see what it's. What so it's so close call, to. call it up on, on the on the satellite view, and you'll get a better idea. But yeah, yeah. Preston. So what happens is. 
a lot of the houses in Chestnut Hill and, you know, in that general area, you'll have gorgeous houses that are on smaller tracts of land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, like I said, a, a little less than an uh, acre and a half wedge between Wissahickon Park and the Germantown Avenue Shopping Corridor. The most recent owner was uh, late Frederick Simone, who was the uh, chief neurosurgeon at Pennsylvania Hospital for 25 years and amassed a collection of cars uh, considered among to be the best in the world. He died in June, and that's probably when we talked about that's it, it last. So, so, yeah, so he Dick, had, remember Dick Vermeil was doing his appearance there. Absolutely. Yep. Preston, yeah. they had the most, I mean, you talk about exotic cars, but there are cars in that collection that are, they're the only ones in the world. Yeah, super yes. Astonishing. Yeah, yeah so the, the, this is like super intriguing to me, but the problem is, and Kathy, you'll know better because your brother does, he's in real estate and development, like... A piker like me, I, there's nothing I could do with this. I, you know, if there's any value here, somebody with the know-how, how about an endless pool? You put it in. There. Somebody with the know-how and the expertise is going to swoop in and take this and buy it and turn it into something. Because I'm thinking, yeah. like, okay, I couldn't live there, but like, could you turn that into an apartment well, building? Casey, you know? like, my point would be to you to what you're saying here is that even in its even in that state that it's in, which is not blown out, it just no. needs some work. It needs a little work. How that what? ends up being just one was it one point four? Yeah, why one point five million? How that because there are houses that are smaller. Um, sure. That are more. more. I'm wondering the same thing because I'm looking at the the listing. I'm looking at all of the pictures in the house, and yes, of course, it is a very old house. But the the bathrooms and the kitchen, as you know, what people look for in a house are all updated. Really, yeah, those are the first things that people always renovate too, are the bathrooms and the kitchens. And this, like, it does not lead, need a ton of work. It no. needs some. Look at so we're looking inside. Uh, Connor has the pictures up. I guess off of the. Uh, uh, the the website or whatever, but uh, th- that looks that that's like stately Wayne Manor, Preston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and keep in mind though, when when you do see photos of uh, houses for sale, you're going to see the absolute best. Yeah. yeah. that the house can possibly and look. furnished too. It says yeah. it's one of Chestnut Hill's most coveted streets. Okay, so it's in a great area. So here I'll I'll give you the description of the house: uh, seven bedroom, seven bathroom estate. It's somewhat of a rarity within the city limits, according to the listing agent Mark Hammerberg. Uh, he was in Star Wars. No, that's Mark Hamill. Oh, uh, so he's been uh, inundated with inquiries about the home since it listed on Thursday. He said it's hard to find a large estate home like this within the city. I know. Uh, we looked. We were looking for 15,000 square feet. <laughs> yeah. In the city limits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said it's very compelling, uh, a compelling, exciting house for a lot of people. It's a prominent location, has incredible architecture and style. He described the home as uh, Jacobethian, which is a combination of Elizabethan and Jacobian architecture. It's like a liger. What's a liger? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Both pretty much my favorite animal. Uh, Both (laughs) of which were popular in England during the Renaissance, and it also has elements of a Tudor-style home, which I kind of like that look. I like that Tudor look. So do I. Um, all right, so what was I going to say? Oh, sometimes they price these things just to make it competitive. Like, it's not going to go, you know, if there is value there, it's just going to be a bidding war. So we're like, all right, we're going we're gonna to price it low right. and then just let the, the, the hounds at it and, and let them, you know, bid bark. each other. Yeah, bark and, and bid each other out. Yeah, so. it says uh, a lot of the architectural detail uh, is the original that's in the house. Okay, hang on. I, I'm sorry. No, well, go ahead. There's a caller who's uh, uh, has a connection to this. Uh, I have Ian on the line. Hey, Ian. Good morning. Gadzooks. Good Gadzooks. morning. Gadzooks, buddy. All right. So, how are you connected to this home? Uh, so, Fred Simeon is my uh, godfather. Oh, no way. Oh, wow. 
Okay. Yeah, so I, you know, grew up around him. I actually worked for him in the hospital. Uh, but yeah, the house is gorgeous, absolutely enormous. Um, I remember when we walk into the foyer, there's a grand piano right when you walk in. Yeah. So everything's lavish, beautiful house. Beautiful Ian, house. does does one and a half million seem kind of low to you for something I, like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it well, I'm, I'm a renovator uh, working construction. I would say double that. So, yeah. so, so, so I'd say I'd say triple, Ian. So so. Do you know what condition the house is currently in? Um, I mean, I'm sure it needs work and needs renovations, but it's absolutely gorgeous. So and that's that's a steal for the house. I hate to ask, but can you ballpark without having seen seeing? Uh, I seen, haven't seen it. In a few okay, years. Well, what would you figure if you wanted to bring a house, uh, you know, up to decent uh, decent level from the last time you saw it or whatever? What I mean, is it, it doesn't. We're looking at pictures. It doesn't seem like there's a tremendous amount of work necessary. No, no. So a lot of it inside is uh, all original. Uh, original woodwork and architecture. Mm. Um, it all depends on what someone would want to do with the house. Yeah, uh, and it also, yeah. I would imagine, depends on how long you want it for. If you, you know, at some yeah. point, these the, the, to to go the distance, the house is going to need some renovation. Especially just good. pass one picture, an ivory foosball table. Wow, you stop it! That's pretty cool. Uh, very <laughs> cool, Ian. Uh, well, thank you for the call, ma'am. You have a question Absolutely. for him, case? Not right. for him. No. Take care, Ian. We'll see you, bud. I thank did want to know, like, as a godfather, like, do you get like really good birthday presents? Yeah, like presents. <laughs> you know, um, Ian, come in and have something for you. It's no. twenty cars. Uh, no, because Steve, you had mentioned something jokingly. You said, yeah. that, you know, hey, we we've been looking for something like this. But yeah. you know, when I started in radio, we started at Y100 Media, right? And yeah. it was just that one standalone building. And I pine for a setting like that again. And I, I've always wanted ever since. You, you're talking for a business or for a residential? No, for a business. Okay. You know, so I, you know, if we were just like one radio station, I would love it if we bought that house as the radio station and that's where... Well, that's what you can't do. You can't you can't just right. buy a house and turn it, it into apartments or it. turn yeah, it into a business. Yeah, it's zoned as a single family home. So I'm that's here right. to appear on the Preston <laughs> Steve show. Now, I don't know that. Follow me. I, I do have a question about zoning and things like that because there was a uh, in, in a neighborhood, some Someone that uh, around us, I didn't know them, but they set up a um, a hair salon essentially in their home, right? And with a sign up front, the whole thing. And I mean, it was in it was along a main thoroughfare, right? I don't know if that makes a difference or not, but I don't know what the rules are. Well, you can. She would. They would have had to have gotten approval for it. Sure, like a waiver. So, Um, well, you remember for years, and you'd see them quite frequently. um, Dentist, my first dentist, who I've talked about many times on the show, um, he had his office in his home there was just a separate door same yeah. well same my my doctor growing up and yeah. my dentist growing up were in the same levittown neighborhood uh or well they were in the same town right, right. not the same neighborhood but um yeah and we would just drive a few blocks over right. and it was like one of the houses on the middle of the block there there he is yeah <laughs> So maybe we could make a radio station in well, this house. You can, but you have you can't just go in and decide I'm right. going to turn this into a radio the station. Yeah. There's all, all right. kinds he, of he, approval that needs to go through. Here's the progression: we uh, keep the things from peeling off the walls here <laughs> and take care of that, and then we go buy the mansion. It's vi- th- listen, it's vintage now yeah, here yeah, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. the popping metal. Oh, that's pieces. how we're selling it. Yeah, yep. yep. Let me mention a couple other. Uh, Amenities in this home. Then we're going to go to Dave on the phones here. It says the home has ten fireplaces. Man, you only need eight. Uh, an in-ground pool. Can you imagine if they had an above-ground pool at this? <laughs> a slip and slide. A uh, made out of silk. A music room, a library, and a full bar. The kitchen was renovated in the last ten years, so that's good. 
Uh, but other parts of the house may need some updating. According to Hammerberg, uh, he said that um, Simone had used the estate as a getaway house rather than a primary residence for the Whoa. last decade. This, this is was just, his getaway. This is the cottage. Yeah. That's what that is. Okay. Uh, let me go to Dave as a home inspector. Hi, Dave. Dave! Good morning. Thank you, Dave. What's up, man? So I'm listening to what you guys are talking about. I'm a home inspector in greater Philadelphia, and um, I heard your last caller talking about, you know, this house should be priced higher. As as you guys are talking about what it may need in updating, uh, whoever buys it, like we always advocate get your home inspection because that's when you may find out why that house is going for that low. Ah, You don't know if it's got structural problems. You don't know if your HVAC system is, is shot. Um, historic properties also, they, they hide a lot of things and you got to get an expert to go look at it. Like, especially if you're going for one and a half million for this, in, in, spend that money without getting it done right. right. Dave, in this article, the, uh, the guy who listed it says that it could use quote, some careful restoration renovations, like a new roof or heating, cooling and HVA systems. Yeah. He said it doesn't need a gutting, but the need, uh, for some investment was factored into the price point. Huh. And that's a good reason it may be going lower. Yeah, so, yeah think about it. On a giant a giant house like that, a new roof, a new cooling, an HVAC system, like that's worth yeah. a lot of money. What do but you think, not- Dave, something like that would run for, a, 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 you know, we're, we're talking... Tens of thousands of dollars, correct? The house was Hundreds? built. The house was built in 1909. It's 9,000 square feet. If you had to put in a whole HVA system, <laughs> HVAC system, what do you think that would run? HVAC and roofing. I mean, you could be talking anywhere between fifty to seventy. Okay, oh, that's not that much. That's, no, that's especially know, since it's all money that we've borrowed and will not pay back. Especially if you hire you know? the Amish, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you're looking at something that's built in 1909. Really, in Philadelphia, that's not that old. Okay. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. All right, my house is 1880. There's a house that looks like this one. It's at the corner of uh, 320 and uh, Spring Mill Road in, in Villanova. It's right near Villanova's campus, and it is being right now completely gutted. Like, really, everything on the inside. And Steve, it looks very much like this. Uh, from the outside, and, and I drive past it when I uh, pick up my son from time to time. Uh, I'm really curious as to a what the house costs in the first place, yeah, and b what they're spending on the renovations because it, you can see through the house right now. That's how much they're gutting it, and I think they're putting on a, a, a new modern addition on the far side of it. Want to hear something be, funny, Nick? It's got to be like at least three hundred thousand dollars. Those are the new MGK studios. Oh, well, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you go down? Like you get you get a good quality home inspector in there, like me. Yeah. Um, you know, you get somebody that goes in there that knows what they're doing, knows what they're looking at. When it comes out of there, you could be looking at thirty, forty thousand in repairs. You could be looking at a hundred thousand in repairs. What are the taxes in a place like that? I have no idea. I don't even want to know. Yeah. <laughs> On the Zillow, it should say it. Thanks, Dave. If it has appreciate it, bud. Nick, Nick, there was a house along uh, Conshohocken State Road, Route 23, that when I used to uh, take that a lot, and I would pass it, and it was it was a nice house to begin with, but they it was you know a very old house, and they essentially redid the whole thing, and they left at one point. All you saw was the front of the house, like the 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 facade of the house, which was beautiful stone, and everything else was knocked down. So for whatever so reason, so like a movie set. Whatever mm. reason in building that they, ha- I guess they must have had to keep it, or they kept it for. Historical reasons? Whatever it was. But, I mean, it was just the front wall of the house, the stone wall, and now everything else is brand new, and Mm -hmm. it went for, like, millions. I get uh, get Zillow emails every single day. Same. You know, and and I love it. And and to be able to flip a house, that would be so... Uh, I think that would be... (laughs) Flip out! It's Zillow Uh, porn. Yeah, Zillow porn, but it's... 
listen, I watch a lot of HGTV, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and it seems like it'd be fun. It's it's romantic, but they're like my friend Angelo. He does that, like, and he's like, I, I can't compete with that. If there's a house in the area that is relatively, you know, like it, it's it's got a decent price to it. I, there's no way I can compete with that. Why? You know, what are you talking about? Why can't you? Because there's other people that do this for a living, and I've never. But if you done buy it the house, it has. The, who cares what they're doing? Right, but if I buy the house, chances are I'm paying more than they would, and Why? then because they know more than me, and then they also like my buddy Angelo. He's smart. Do, he but does that's all, why you get a realtor. They that's what they help you with. That's their job. But he does this all himself, right? So all this stuff that he's you know putting his sweat equity into. I would be paying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot of work. I, a, yeah. But I mean, that and, and, shouldn't, and, and, shouldn't prohibit you from going. I mean, you love your house now, right? No, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Not for me to live in, but he for me to do to, it like, on the side. Yeah. Money oh, doing no. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. I, yeah. I would not have the patience for that. You, yeah. you know what's really big in my neighborhood, uh, in my town now, is there's a, there's a whole bunch of uh, ranchers. And people are buying those. Excuse uh, me, sir. Where's your family going to get <laughs> Not a rancher like that. <laughs> Ranch homes. Ranch homes. That's what and, Rochelle uh, eventually wants to get for us. Yeah, but but they're you knocking, want a ranch? They're knocking off the roof and building up. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she wants she wants like one that's like U shaped. Yeah, uh, I where, love where those you have like too. a courtyard oh, in the middle. Yes, yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty cool. All yeah. right. So on Zillow, the public tax history of this property that we're talking about in Chestnut Hill in uh, 2022 was over sixteen thousand uh, dollars a it day, was, and it was for la- this home. Yeah, for this okay. home, and uh, it was last sold in 1996. I guess that's when he bought it for six hundred and seventy-five thousand hmm. dollars. Six blows my my. That's not there. A must man. be yeah. a dragon in the basement. <laughs> Or it's haunted. Maybe it's haunted. Did you guys get that uh, $18 million home that I sent you yesterday in Joshua Tree? Yeah, we should. Oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I emailed that they to you. They call it the Invisible House. Yeah. He sent that to me the other, two, the other day, too. It's all it's all mirrored on the outside, yeah. and it's amongst all this landscape. And if you look at it, it just reflects what's around it. It just blends into the scenery. And yeah. it's kind of cool, Amazing. yeah. Amazing. But that's in the National Park? It's outside of it. In it's case, okay. case, it's basically, Tree. if you were to take, like, um... Like trucks, like a car, the the um, what do they call them? The um, cargo containers. Cargo containers. Yeah. yeah, it's just a it's long, long rectangle long yeah. hallway almost. Hey, are they doing that now? Like, because uh, I drive down like uh, Gerard uh, when I'm going to pick my son up from school, and it seems like when they're putting these um, uh, additions on these row homes that they're essentially just putting cargo containers on. Uh, there are prefabbed houses yeah. there are. that, that are kind of like that. I had some it's friends new industry. that own one, and it was pretty cool. Yeah. But, but that's literally, it was it. It was like these rectangular boxes of sorts, yeah. and they just position them, boom, then you got a, you got a home. So they're, they're actually not bad. Yeah, right on 676, when you get off of 76, they created the first modular apartment building. Oh. They built the entire modular. thing okay. with... Shipping containers. Okay, it yeah, went up in yeah. like. Two it looks weeks. like Preston. When I see those, I think of Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Stash. 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 yeah. Look. yeah. Uh, and then I also saw a 3D printed home. Steve, did you see yes. that one? It yeah. Was, I mean, it was 3D printed. I believe with like concrete, but still, uh, they used that that whole technology. 3D printing is pretty astonishing, mm-hmm. especially what they're doing now. And you know, the, the larger printers. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have? One, you know, and, and this is kind of fantasy. This is playing with with, right. uh, with, oh, with toy money here. What? Well, no, if you're going to do fantasy, I might have something for you. Okay. Uh, I know what you... You, uh, you know what I'm going for. I'll wait. All right. Wait, where the frig is my harp? Hey, hey, hey. What are you going for? I, I thought you had the Fantasy Island thing. No, I had a harp. I can help you out, Case. Uh, you got okay. a harp. Here we go. Everybody got a harp. Um, <laughs> let me see. There it is, Case. Up to. 
Up to there it is. Here yeah. it is. Okay. Uh, if you would you rather have one big mother effer estate or various smaller properties? Oh, geez. various small. I think I would too. I think I would. Is there just something about small. going from uh, from a few different places? What I just want one small. I just want you know I I my, my have a decent amount of square footage in my house and I just uh, now everything is just cost prohibitive. I need like so much stuff and you're saying I, in a fantasy situation. I know, in a fantasy, yeah, yeah, yeah. One probably one big badass yeah. estate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I like the multiple uh, just to change it up a little if bit. If you're saying like to go to different look, like I had a house in Florida and one in London and one in well, that would Tasha be pretty Hawkins. amazing. Like yeah, that, or yes, have a house that travels with you and get an RV. Mm-hmm. No, no, I won't do that. No, <laughs> oh, I would totally do that. Oh, I would <laughs> totally do that. Totally there is an RV modding show that suckered me in. What they're doing with RVs these days and the, the extensions out on both, you know, we've yeah. been in RVs, Nick, where, where the, the one side extends out. Now both sides extend out. Yeah. And you're getting you're getting an incredible amount of that's, square footage. That's what I did at the Gorge for the Dave Matthews yeah. shows last year. And uh, that was, that's Dolly Parton's bus. That was a hotel. It's it's unbelievable that that thing actually can get on the road and drive. This places. one had it upstairs. It's unreal. Crazy. My, uh, my cousin retired in November. He retired the next day. He went to Iceland. He's in Japan right now. And then when he gets but back. But he thinks it's Iceland. He thinks it's Iceland. No, but no. He But he also, before he retired, he bought one of those, like, Vans. It's, oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. And, and he's going to go cruise the, the country. Wow. Yes, I would love to do that. That's pretty cool. My wife and I drive that van into the nearest hotel. <laughs> um, so my brother was uh, texting me about this house, and it's kind of like what our caller said. But uh, he said it's so massive and it needs so much work that a lot of those houses are uh, very outdated. So to avoid being underwater on the project, the acquisition needs to be lower. So he All said, right. and your brother's a realtor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How, how obnoxious, because there's so many times I pass by places where I'm like, God, I'd love to see inside that place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I'd... Oh, man, I went past an, an estate sale uh, yeah. last weekend. and uh, Did you go in? Yeah, and here's the thing. like I couldn't uh, afford anything in yeah. there, and then when I went in, I didn't want anything in there. But walking around that house, that was really cool. Like, And, and I felt like a, a little bit of a like peeping Tom, because you get yeah. to see in, inside these people's lives. Did you have to wait in line to get into the house? Oh my God! Yeah, right. It really? was yes. It was mm-hmm. nothing but old people, and uh, <laughs> oh, because it's in a state sale. And it was a state have a waffle iron. Preston, I, I found out, uh, and crockpots. Yeah. Steve, I found out later that they uh, there were people lined up at seven a.m. to get into this. Wait, yeah. where so was how does, it, Nick? Uh, also in Villanova, right near campus. May I, may I ask how that works? Is it first come, first serve, and you come in and just point and say how you much know, is that? Or that's is like what a I garage was, sale? Or? Kind of, yeah. And then you can you can bid on certain items or whatever. Um, and uh, and then it sort of turns in, I guess, like a little mini auction. Like you it's might pandemonium. Out, you might outbid somebody else. But um, I knew going into it that I wasn't going to buy anything. Like I just, I really wanted to see the house and what was for sale inside. Right. So what's the difference? So again, I, <laughs> the um, a sheriff's sale. Yeah, I think that's stuff that's been. Um, not confiscated. That isn't the right word, but um, or so. So in other words, people have gotten maybe. houses right. Okay, yeah. So you can purchase a house off a sheriff's sale, correct? What I, what I heard about this estate sale was it, was it was an elderly couple. They'd lived there for a really long time, and they moved out, and the family uh, didn't want to then move their stuff. Right. So basically, they opened up the doors and said, "It's for sale. Come in wow. and take it." Yeah. Somebody just texted in and said, uh, "There's a twenty-five million dollar home for sale in Cinnamons, and uh, and it's unfinished." What? It says, look up South Jersey Mega Mansion. All right. Oh, yeah, we talked about this a while ago. We did? Yes. It's it's gorgeous. 
Uh, I'd have to see it. I don't know. I and Nick pulled up a few different pictures, but uh, look familiar. This is the one, one in Cinnaminson that's twenty five mil. Oh wow! Ooh, and it's yeah. unfinished. And Preston, look, it's got the U shape that your wife wants. There you go, yeah. Shell. Get yeah. it. I found it. I got news for you. You're gonna love it. We yeah. got a place only twenty five mil. Wow. There was a, a friend of mine. I, I talked about this years and years ago, and I forgot what part of town. I haven't seen him in years and ages. I forgot where what area he lived in. But one of the one of the biggest homes in the country uh, used to be around here, and it was a obviously a super wealthy family, and it was of the times of the uh, of the Vanderbilts and, right. and the Rockefellers and all that. And uh, there are still pieces of this uh, estate and mansion that are still around. And, and he had actually bought me a book about it. Uh, it was so obnoxious you would not believe and eventually yeah. it fell in it was abandoned yeah, yeah. it was yeah. abandoned and fell into complete disrepair uh, oh. yeah disrepair. here's a good indicator and it was incredible i wish i remembered what that was when your house has a book about it yeah then it's a big house yeah yeah it was uh it was a mega mansion um so but anyway maybe somebody gonna know what that is uh stream of consciousness <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, the we have to wrap this up. Oh no, yeah. Oh uh, man, I probably. You know what? Maybe I won't do anything. Oh. Maybe she would just. You know, he doesn't want to burn it off. We had a good house chat though. All right. I'll do one last one. Uh, the winter edition of Love Island. Yeah. I didn't know they were doing that, but apparently it might be even steamier. Why? Because men tend to find women more attractive in winter. <laughs> really? I do yes. dig a little snow bunny. Okay, mm-hmm. and the reason may be due to seeing less skin in the cooler months. It's more provocative, uh, or we're just not seeing what's yeah. less attractive. I don't know. Uh, according to a Why university, you take a picture it lasts longer. A University of Roclaw study of 114 straight men participants gave higher scores for women's body shape and breast attractiveness. You have very attractive breasts. Your breasts are awesome. I was uh, over there getting myself a <laughs> cup of joe, and I said, that chick's got some major honkers. I need to tell her. Uh, in this study, facial attractiveness remained unaffected by seasonal changes. You got a real pretty face. Uh, exposure to the sun also triggers bodies to produce dopamine, serotonin, and boost the libido. Yeah, that's lady parts, right? Yeah. Uh, no, that's... <laughs> your knockers. Your, no, not your knockers, your breasts. Your breasts are like... Uh, Matt Mellons. <laughs> What's that from? That's Roxanne. Oh, that's right. <laughs> your knockers. <laughs> your knockers. Your, no, not your knockers. Your breasts. Your breasts are like uh, Matt Mellons. <laughs> I want to squeeze your pillow. Eventually you got some yeah. pillows, right? It's not, not melons, like uh, 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 pillows. Uh, Nick pulled up a, a, a trailer for Love Island. Yeah. This is just... Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. It's just sex, right? What's the, yeah, 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 that's what it is. What's the MILF one that's coming out? Uh, there's Cougar. Um, it's uh, no, like there's a, one yeah. that's literally called like MILF oh, Island. Oh, MILF Island. Yeah. And or MILF Mansion or... or um, MILF Effers or yeah. something. And it was... It's a direct... <laughs> it's a real show with yeah. that... MILFs. With MILFs. Um, <laughs> and I think the twist is, Steve, that the women that... Uh, the, the, the women are... Have a bunch of dudes that are hitting on them, and I believe that the twist is that those dudes are the sons of the other women on the show. Is oh, that the, that's is that the crazy. Hook? Milf Manor? Here it is. Uh, yeah. So there was another Milf show that was on last year that my friend was on, and I got a um, a, a man or a woman. Your friend? He's a man. Okay, and dude. 
It's so awkward. His buddies sent me the, the video of him just sitting on the bed with this woman, and it's so creepily and and be, i think it's i think happens. especially because i know this guy explain this again i'm sorry I'm it, it's older people right so this guy if i'm 47 he's 45 and the women are in and around the same age but they're attractive right of course they always and, are they're not uh, gonna waste your time i wish i could remember the name of it it's a uh, show so what, it, it what's the conceit sh- case it's it's a it's a love show just for a dating show for, for milfs yeah oh all right so all milf right. manner is different though and nick you say the conceit is is that unbeknownst to the women compete. Well, wait a second. There's a shocking twist, and and so I don't know. If how would they? How would the women who are participating? Wouldn't they recognize their own sons? They don't bring them out until like they they you can't see them. while well, you see their abs, and you oh. see how hot their bodies are, uh, right. and they're all turned, and then they turn around, and the shocking twist is uh, that. Uh, they are the sons of some of the women involved in the sh- actual show. Oh wow. my god! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's kind of messed. I up. think Milf Island was a parody on Thirty Rock years ago, and uh, and and so now Milf Manor. People are like, yeah, Tina Fey created Milf Island <laughs> wow. years ago as an actual parody. Okay. I think the name of this show it was on Lifetime. I think it was called Five Guys a Week. Uh, so the Burger Place. <laughs> it's Five Guys, guys Burgers and Fries. Price. <laughs> Those are good. I haven't had one in a while. <laughs> oh, they're delicious. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is there still one right over here on that? that oh, yeah. Center? Um, yeah, it's there. Yeah, well, if you could have burgers every day, <laughs> five guys a week. All right. Uh, so anyhow, uh, winter. And put the extra fries in the bag. Apparently men find women more attractive in the wintertime. That's yeah. according to this it's fairly small study that we yeah. three people. What was the name of the rent uh, the uh, university? The Ro- university. Roclaw. Oh yeah, it was uh, a yeah, Roclaw. Roclaw. W R O C L A W. Versus Slytherin <laughs> for dominance of Milf Island. <laughs> Where is Roclaw? Uh, Poland. Oh, uh, okay. Well, whatever. This doesn't mean squad. <laughs> well, it's stream of consciousness. Stream of consciousness, sir. I actually need I need reverb when I yell that. That's I need to give a stream of consciousness, Stream of consciousness, I can record one for you. All right. Uh, well, we need to wrap that up, and we're going to take a break and come back in a second because I got some bizarre file stories that I have a feeling you might enjoy. So stay with us. We'll be back momentarily. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with MMR's local shots. Hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. Here we go. Bizarre File right now. Now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Connecticut School of Broadcasting. This year, invest in yourself and your future at CSB Media Arts Center in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Broadcast media training in months, not years. And you can schedule yours today. Visit visit gocsb.com. All right. This is pretty cringeworthy. An Amazon driver left the tip of his finger in the mailbox. Oh, my God. After ripping it off while delivering a parcel. Wow. And listen, and you could see how this would happen. Gareth Thompson's bone was left sticking out. 
Jesus. Following the accident last month, the dad of three had to have a partial amputation and has not worked since. So apparently he was putting it through the mailbox and it was through a door and the door closed and he pulled it snapped down on his finger and he pulled back quickly oh, and it had a sharp oh, end and it just Jesus. just oh took it right off. Uh, he said, I ripped my hand away and left the tip of my finger in the customer's door, which probably gave them the fright of their life. Uh, he started working uh, for Amazon through SCR Logistics last year. He gave up his 20-year career as an electrical engineer, electrical engineer to find uh, some more time to spend with his family. But the new job took a gruesome turn. He was left with the bone sticking out and claims that he was losing a dangerous amount of blood. He said, everything happened so fast, I felt a sharp pain on my tip of my finger as the flap came down. And when I looked at my hand, I was in shock. He said it was horrible to look at. I could see my bones sticking right out. I was losing loads of blood and needed something to stop the bleeding. So I walked to a pub a few doors down to get some tissues. In the moment, I forgot to take the bit of my finger lodged in the letterbox, and I feel sorry for whoever's house it was. Think about it. It could have very easily have been his penis. Uh, Very very easily? All right, maybe not. Maybe we take it some more. Mr. Thompson called his line manager to inform them of his accident, but claims that at first they didn't believe him. What happened to your penis? Uh, Once they were convinced he was telling the truth, Mr. Thompson alleged he was instructed to drop the van off back at the depot before going to the hospital. No! He eventually saw a plastic surgeon who booked him for a partial finger amputation, and he has been off work since and claims he has not been contacted by his employer after the incident. Luckily for you, we have the world's leading finger man in the hospital today. Yes. Uh, all right, this had a, uh, a happy ending to it. A deaf, mute woman with autism who vanished after getting released from a Queens hospital on Christmas Eve was found just this past Saturday. Oh, wow. And uh, survived by living on the subways for three weeks. Oh. Samantha Primus's sister, uh, Ghislaine Primus, and two Good Samaritans located the missing woman at the Bowling Green Station of Lower Manhattan after getting a tip that she was riding the number one train. Uh, Samantha was dehydrated, 10 pounds lighter, and had swollen feet. Um, Her sister said uh, she was wearing slippers and a pair of socks this cold, and she survived jumping from train to train, looking and hoping that she was going to get home, and we found her. Still pretty resourceful, right? Samantha is, is now being treated at Methodist Hospital, her family said. As they weigh their legal options against Queens Hospital Center, which they claim prematurely discharged a 46-year-old on a freezing cold night. Samantha had left her sister, Joanna Peck's Elmont House, uh, where she was staying for the holidays early on December 23rd in an effort to find her way back to her mother's house in Brooklyn. So, you know, she was developmentally disabled. Uh, That evening, a bystander in Queens found Samantha lying on the ground in 18-degree weather in apparent need of help. EMS took her to Queens Hospital. Uh, But the staff... Let the deaf and nonverbal woman walk back out at 2 a.m. when temperatures hit a frigid 7 degrees with nothing but a list of homeless shelters. Uh, The family is now pursuing legal action against the hospital, claiming the hospital neglected to take the proper care in discharging the disabled woman and are now refusing to give them information. Samantha's family spent the last three weeks constantly searching for her, paying extra close attention to the trains as most tipsters reported seeing her riding the rails. In spite of that, no police officers patrolling the subways came into contact with the woman, but she is finally back home, so that is a good thing. A father in Beach Grove, Indiana is accused of child neglect after people say his toddler got a hold of a loaded handgun and it all played out on live TV as well. You want to see some chilling footage? Oh my God! It's unbelievable. This little kid walking around with this 
this uh, handgun. He pointed at himself. Mm. Officers arrested 45-year-old Shane Osborne. Police say Osborne's son was holding a loaded pistol in the hallway of the apartment's complex. Neighbors said that the toddler was waving it around, even pulling the trigger. All this was captured on camera. A lot of people watched it Saturday night because Beach Grove police are featured on a show called On Patrol Live. A police report confirms officers recovered the weapon, uh, which was a 9mm handgun with 15 rounds in the magazine. So it was fully loaded yeah, and ready yeah. to go. Uh, this guy's due in court on uh, for his initial hearing today, by the way. This is a tragic story. A schoolgirl in Zimbabwe died uh, within 30 minutes of a black mamba biting her during oh, lessons. Deadly. Uh, Melody uh, Chip. Chupatura, uh, 17 years old, was in a classroom and the extremely venomous snake lunged and bit her on the thigh. She screamed out for help. A teacher, Christopher Moringa, uh, said that the uh, the learners discovered the snake and everyone panicked uh, with some jumping out through windows. The girl was rushed to the hospital but died before a doctor could see her. Her death occurred within half an hour of being bitten. Uh, black mambas are one of those venomous snakes in Africa. and They possess a potent venom that can kill a person in just 30 minutes. So I just terrible story. They're trying to figure out how that thing ended up inside right. uh, the school in the first place. So uh, they are obviously uh, checking that out. All right. Uh, I see these downers. Any stories. happy? No, no happy? Um, let me see. No sad, here. bro? Uh, yeah, there's, here's a no sad, bro. Uh, so a trio of men from New York are behind bars after police said they tried to hide 83 pounds of marijuana behind a dumpster after one of the men called 911. <laughs> 83 pounds. State troopers uh, responded to a 911 hang-up call at the Marathon gas station. How big would that be? Dude, like a pound is yeah. like this much. Right. It's like, it's a lot. So, uh, one of the men, and, and that's me holding my arms out, yeah. you know, in a full, my arms all the way in a rounded position. So... Uh, one of the men later discovered to be 30-year-old Sequi uh, Wang uh, allegedly called 911 and said that there were people in his car with marijuana and he wanted them to get out, but they refused. Upon arrival, trooper said uh, two men, uh, Jaming Yang and Deho Yu, were seen standing near duffel bags in the parking lot. The men reportedly gave troopers permission to search the duffel bag and marijuana in vacuum-sealed bags was found. Uh, troopers reported they found five trash bags hidden behind a dumpster that contained 83 pounds of marijuana. So five full trash bags, I would imagine, Steve. Amazing. Uh, estimated more than $300,000. Yang, the driver, was contacted and agreed to meet with troopers at their barracks in Bedford. After reportedly getting conflicting stories from all three men, a search warrant was approved for Yang's car. He's the guy who called the police, by the way. Uh, the search resulted in $120,000 in counterfeit money <laughs> being found in multiple duffel bags. Uh, Yang was charged with forgery and possession of, inter- of intent to deliver, and you and Wang were charged with possession of intent to deliver. So these guys <laughs> called the police. I know, I'll call the police. Yeah, and they had not only all that marijuana, but they had counterfeit money, too. And that is the end of the Bizarre File for now. All right, uh, you know what, Casey? We had some movie screening passes. Can right I get here, these yeah. away? Oh, yeah. We have a screening of the next uh, uh, M. Night Shyamalan film, Knock at the Cabin. So this looks, re- of course, his stuff is great, but yeah. uh, this looks especially intriguing. This is coming up on Tuesday night, uh, the 31st, by the way, uh, 7 p.m. at PFS East. And the film hits theaters on February 3rd. So if you would like to go, uh, we'll take callers uh, 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR, and we'll set you up with those screening passes. Callers 10 and 11, it's not till the 31st, so keep that in mind, and it will be a 7 p.m. show. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. 
Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You know, we don't give it away now. We'll give away a four-pack of tickets for the Philadelphia Wings game against the Toronto Rock this Saturday. But we're going to do it with the lesson question. We're not just going to toss it out. No, old willy-nilly. No, we need to have you earn this. And the question I have for you this morning is, what do door-to-door deer salesmen usually sell? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. What do door-to-door deal salesmen, deer salesmen usually sell? Uh, let's see if you know the answer to that. And then I, I have a question about sure. uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I won't do that until we get into All music. Right, news, okay. But just remind me, okay? Uh, while we are waiting for your call, let's do the trash. The trash business is a goldmine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what do we got today? Well, Madonna announcing she'll be hitting the road to celebrate her 40th anniversary of touring. Madonna, who's undergone a shocking array of cosmetic surgeries, has named the the tour Back in Blech. (laughs) Amanda Seyfried reportedly working on a musical version of Thelma and Louise. Seyfried is confident this project will be received better than her last 12 Years a Slave, the game show. Oh, no. And finally, you mentioned earlier, Preston, Gina Lola Brigida, legendary film star of post-World War II era, has passed away at the age of 95. Lola Brigida appears to have fallen victim to the death curse for the movie Beat the Devil, which debuted 70 years ago. No. All right, we are looking for the answer to this question. What do the door-to-door deer salesmen usually sell? 215-263-WMMR. And our caller to go to is, uh, let's see, we have Shane. Hey, Shane, good morning. Shane, do you know what door-to-door deal salesmen usually sell? Yeah, vacuums. Vacuums, yes. Hold on, Shane. We got you a four-pack of tickets for the Philadelphia Wings game against Toronto Rocks this Saturday, January 21st, Wells Fargo Center. You can be there for 215 night. Uh, when the Wings celebrate all things Philly. And you can score great deals for the whole family with uh, $2 pretzels, dollar hot dogs, and $5 beers. I'm loving that. That's that's pretty damn that's good. That's enough to get yeah. me out there. Uh, and you can get your tickets at wingslax.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. All right. The hell is that? It's mislabeled. I'll tell you that. Okay. Uh, so I uh, red hot chili peppers. And tell me if I've asked this question in the air before. Jackie Bam Bam calls them the red hot chicken peppers. Yeah. Does he? Do we know why? Have I ever asked that question before? No. I think um, because chicken and chilies start with a ch. Okay. I, I, I didn't know if he didn't like them, and and that's why I called them the chicken peppers, uh-uh. or not. Okay, well, thank you. That, his thing. You call him the chimichanga you know, pretzels. Why doesn't he wear underpants? I'm also a good question. And women's clothes from Deb. 
Uh, he does wear those, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's see Jackie get an egg. Yeah. Collab with Deb. Do some commercials. All right, uh, let's see. I'm going to start with Limp Biscuit guitarist Wes Borland is taking legal action against his wife, accusing her of defamation. Rolling Stone reported that Borland is using his ire at how an album review interpreted his ex-wife's latest record <clears throat> as uh, fuel for a legal action against her, accusing her of defamation. The report said uh, the filing also cites an interview that ex-wife Carrie Calloway, a.k.a. indie rocker Queen Kwong, uh, gave the same writer for the publication. Oh, I get it. It's like King Kong, but Queen, Queen Kong. I, I got it. Queen Kwong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So King Kong is KK and Queen Kwong is QQ. Yeah. It's like Superman Actually, and no. Superman. Oh, Kwong, it's not? Kwong is spelled K-W-O-N-J. Oh. Anyway, but it's probably... Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, uh, Borland's uh, filing obtained by Rolling Stone claims that she attempted to profit off his name by talking about him. Can't talk about people. (laughs) (laughs) A judge for the third judicial... We get this straight. You were talking about him? Circuit of Michigan's Wayne County, uh, the Family Division Court, will hear Borland's petition uh, today. Borland specifically asked for Callaway to show cause why she should not be held in contempt for her refusal to comply with the court's judgment, uh, which is the divorce decree. Uh, the vo- divorce agreement signed by both parties in 2020 states that uh, neither party shall may make speeches, give interviews, or make public statements that defame the other party. All right. <clears throat> so maybe she can't talk about him. Can they do improper hand gestures? It's uh, I'd have to see okay. the uh, legalese on that, so... <laughs> Uh, we have a couple of clips to play. Uh, Andy Taylor of uh, Duran Duran uh, has uh, a nasty bout of uh, prostate cancer. <clears throat> Stage four. Yeah, so we've uh, got a couple of clips from him. This was an interview. Steve sent these over, uh, and he was talking about his symptoms uh, prior to prostate cancer because he couldn't be at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame no. induction ceremony. And he sent a letter. Which is too bad, so here we go. I started to notice what you would think was a kind of, you know, maybe arthritic sort of pain, you know. I'm 56 years old at the time. And then I noticed on my um, neck I had um, what felt like tumors. Oh, felt like geez. tumors. On okay. his neck. Uh, and then, it spread around his body. Yeah. Uh, and then he essentially says he received a death sentence. So I went and had biopsy done. And um, I came back for the results. And he said, it's it's prostate. I'm like, yeah, well, my dad had that. And, I, you know, I understand. He said, but it's stage four, metastatic, which is a death sentence. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but he's talking about his, uh, he's trying to keep a positive attitude during this. I just thought, I'm going to live life. I mean, I often say to people, it's like, uh, you know, every minute's like an hour. Every day's like a week. You really want to get the most out of life. But because I do music, it's really helped me to live with the pessimism of a, an incurable disease, but the optimism of creating music. Oh, man. It's just... Steve, you're the only one here who has um, experienced the um, that conversation with the doctor. Yes, and it was Dr. Mike. I don't think I fully appreciated when you called me to tell me the news. Yeah. What you were mentally going through, yeah. And uh, I think when you told me, I was like, in my mind, uh, there was no doubt about it that you were going to beat it, but. Uh, but you probably didn't have that. I don't know if you had that same attitude when you first No, there's a plethora of things that go across your mind. The one thing you need to know is, and even though you may know it at the time, is that um, it still rocks your world. Yeah. Uh, that <clears throat> said, what you need to embrace is this notion. He is a case. He had it in his in his family. And for whatever reason, you know, and you, you whatever he went through, it perhaps wasn't as... 
um, vigilant as uh, he, he might have been otherwise, having a history in his family. If you currently are um, you know, of, of the age, and you're talking 45 and up, um, might even be a little younger now, to get to get your prostate checked, it's a simple thing. One of the the thing that did it for me is a blood test. It was just a PSA test, mm-hmm. and so I had no symptoms. I felt great, and uh, that was in 2014. I had my prostate removed, and uh, all smooth sailing. And it's as Doctor Mike says, you, you know, there's there's no reason to die from prostate cancer. You just get get everything, get the PSA. Now, a lot of doctors will say, well, it might give you a false positive. Well, I'd rather have a false positive than an undetected issue going yep, on. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, you know, and that's uh, that's the, the sad thing uh, of the many sad things here. But his outlook is, is great. But on the other side, the flip side of the coin, think about um, just getting that checkup and live the life you were supposed to have and get all the years that are coming to you. Uh, I went through it. I'm here. I'm perfect example. I'm doing fine. <clears throat> Yeah, unfortunately, we can you know we can use a story like his to, to as an example as to go. Right. He was and feeling he, get yeah. checked out. Yeah, get checked out all the time. I mean, you remember uh, you know Gary Papa uh, passed away, um, and he, he was having uh, back pains that he didn't get checked out. I believe was the case, right? And, and, and it you know you may not think it's one thing. You may think it's just something minor, and it may be something else. You know? Yeah. So think of it on the again. Take it back a step from that, Preston. You feel great. Go get checked. If yeah. you get if you if it turns out you have it, you're the odds are dramatically in favor of you being just fine because you caught it early. Yep. Regular checkups. Absolutely. All right, and then one last story just released is the Obit uh no, not the Obit, the Orbit Dave Grohl comic book. Ah. Uh by Tidal Wave Comics. Uh, the 22-page comic was written by Adam Rose and illustrated by Martin Jimenez and is part of Tidal Wave's Orbit series, which focuses on personalities who impact the world. Uh, American Songwriter writer reported that uh, the comic, which spans Grohl's entire life, takes readers inside Grohl's childhood growing up in Virginia. One series details how playing drums was a form of healing in the wake of his parents' divorce, along with the early days of his first band, uh, punk rockers Scream, there's also some devoted to Kurt Cobain, uh, and at one point, uh, the animated girl character is quoted in the uh, comic as saying, Kurt's death messed with me, uh, had me asking, who am I, where am I, what am I doing, he wasn't with us anymore, and that uh, I and, and that I had another day. Uh, I had to start from scratch with everything. So it's a Dave Grohl comic, Dave Grohl comic, and they've done this before with other personalities. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, and there you go. That's my last story in music news. We'll take a final break. We'll come back in a second and uh, wrap up the program. You'll need the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. Great prize this week. Really cool prize if you haven't heard about it yet. We'll tell you about it when we return. After two years, the strangest spectacle on snow is back. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic, Friday, March 3rd, at Scranton's Montage Mountain, with thousands up for grabs and cash prizes. Sled registration and complete details at WMMR.com. Come for the cardboard and stay for the Mountain Fest. Two days of live music, Mountainside. Friday night, it's up clear. Saturday starts with some pond skimming, then ramps up with an explosive double down. Lit. And fuel. Cap off the day with a fireworks show on the snow. 
Join us for a kickin' weekend at Montage. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic and Mountain Fest. Details at WMMR.com. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We move forward because tomorrow's a Wednesday and we got all kinds of good things coming up the rest of the week and that's wonderful. We have a great Word of the Week prize this week and I'll, we'll get the letter and, and the whole thing here in just a minute. But I would like to thank three fellas for stopping by this morning for the intern uh, reunion that took place. The one they were supposed to get but never got because of COVID. Andrew and Ed and Nick. And uh, they ended up working for home for months and months Yes, uh, to help us out with our show when, uh, you know, it was hardly any. It was a skeleton crew here at the radio station. So they never got to say farewell and thank you and all that stuff. So we had those guys on and they're all doing great. It looks that way. Very happy for him. Wonderful to have them uh, by here. So thank you, Andrew Kent, Ed Betts, and Nick uh, Grandizio. Yeah. I was having a tough time with this last Go with that. But it was cool. Uh, So we are getting ready to make way for Pierre Robert, but uh, we have a really cool letter of the day, word of the week prize, which he is going to supply the letter for. How you doing, man? Excellent. Nice to see you. And you. Uh, Are you, have you been made made aware of the first letter? Yes. Okay, very good. Can we do this and then we'll chat with you and see how things are going? All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, so the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A is in Apple. All right, and we will give away on Friday, this is really cool, an Impractical Jokers mega VIP prize pack. So this includes one and once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to actually introduce Q, Murr, and Sal to the crowd at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion on Friday, February 3rd. Plus, you get a meet-and-greet with the guys a backstage dressing room to chill in with wow. snacks and drinks, wow. and you also get four of the best seats in the house, transportation to and from the show, wow. and, a, and a merch pack. Isn't that great? Wow. Yeah. Uh, so don't forget that we, the President and Steve Show, present the Impractical Jokers Drive, 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 Drive Tour Friday, February 3rd at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, and tickets are on sale now. Uh, via Ticketmaster. So we give that away on Friday. Nice to see you. And you. Um, yes. So uh, many things to do today. Yes. And among them, I will have Monoskin tickets. Ah. No. I will have Monoskin no. album. Ah. On vinyl. <laughs> ah. The Monoskin album will be on vinyl. Are you a fan? Yeah, yeah well, they're, 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 I only know the song, the yeah. one song we've been playing. Brent so they, went to see them, said they were great at the uh, Met. Interesting sound. Two full nights yeah. packed at the Met. So, um, at, it, not surprisingly, I'm behind the curve on this particular one. Uh, but I like them. I like everything I've heard about them. Uh, so we've got that album uh, to give away on vinyl all this week. We'll have Workforce Blocks of Green Day and Dorothy and the Rolling Stones. Mick Taylor, um, one of the members over the years, has birthday. So we'll sell Yeah, and I, I mistakenly had said this morning that he was only on one album. I thought for some reason he was just had one short turn with those guys, but he was apparently with them for, I think, like four albums. Yeah, see, we found out. Ryan Jones left and then died shortly thereafter. Mick was introduced, Mick Taylor, I think he was on Exile. Yes, he was on Exile and Sticky Let It fingers. Bleed, Sticky Fingers. Um, Get Your Yaya's It's only out. rock and roll. I don't think he was on Get Your Yaya's Out, which was the very it was first a concert. live it was a, album. Yeah, well, it says it here and there. It says he was on that? Okay, yeah. maybe in, so. In the Hoot Toot. Yeah, 40 yeah. some odd years. 
I, uh, he, they brought him back on the 50th anniversary tour, and he would come out and do Midnight Rambler and three or four songs with the band, and it was really quite amazing. And I went up to New York to, uh, I saw the show several places, but I went up to New York, and I went to the hotel um, where they were staying to have brunch the next day, and um, I was reading the New York Times and uh, having brunch, and I look up, and the restaurant is packed, and Mick Taylor is standing there. Huh. And he's looking around, and he says, is there a place to sit? And I, and I look oh, at him. To you? Well, he's looking at the yeah. Mitra D guy, and uh, he wants to have brunch. And I go, and I had, like, room. I go, I wave my, <laughs> raise my hand, and he goes, do you mind? I go, not at all. I'm not, not at all. Yeah. And... <laughs> F if he doesn't sit down and has brunch with me. That's pretty cool. And um, and I'm just going. And of course, I've got my tape recorder. I go, could I talk with you? No, I'm afraid not. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, but uh, you know. And then I said, what would you like? He goes. The guy comes over. So what would you like? He goes, what he's having. Oh. And he had exactly what I had. And we, they had a little mini Tabasco sauce, mini Tabasco sauce. Um, nice. um, yeah, bottles, bottles. and it, and we, it, it was the most surreal, bizarre experience. How long? We, we guys thirty five minutes, forty it's minutes, crazy. It's just sitting. And he doesn't seem to know anyone else in the restaurant. No one else can, talks to him. Yeah. And then he goes, "Well, I've got to be off now. Uh, what do I owe you? No, no, you don't yeah. owe me anything. Uh, believe me." You picked up lunch for him, of course. That's good. And I go, I. He said, "You know, I would say hello to Peppermint Patty." And I go, he said, there's a woman in Philly named Peppermint Patty, and she loves me, and we write and correspond all the time. So I got my tape recorder out, and he gave me a 25-second exclusive interview saying hello to Peppermint Patty. <laughs> hello, Patty. It's Peppermint Patty. It's Mick here, and I hope you're all well, and blah, blah, blah. Is that amongst your many I, yeah. clips that you have? I'll play it today. Oh, my goodness. That's very cool. But, I mean, it was just, it was as magic and as bizarre and surreal as yeah. anything you can contemplate. Yeah. The fact that he walks in, I'm just reading the paper, you know, and I thought I might get a sighting here or there, but you, n you never know. Didn't yeah. expect it. And he walks in and has no place to sit and looks and we look and I go... Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. I, it's yeah. the wildest thing. It's one of the wildest things. That's Why don't we happened. go ATV riding with Mick? Audio, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to listen to it. Uh, like you have it? Long, yeah. You want to? Uh, you oh, sure. Yeah. All right, sure. Okay. Here is that. Here we go. So we're here with Mick Taylor, who wants to say something special to someone in Philadelphia. Mick, who is it? Uh, hi, Peppermint Patsy, Patsy Butler. Um, I wish you could have seen the show in Newark, New Jersey. It was great. Oh. Give you a bell soon. Give you a call soon. And keep writing those letters. I'll be in touch. Thank you. Thank you, Mick. <laughs> That's a while. <laughs> that's all he was willing to do. Yeah, that's uh, sending a personal message, Pierre. Uh, I was a conduit to Peppermint Patty. I've never heard from her. Why since am I then. thinking uh, Kate Hudson in uh, Almost Famous? <laughs> yeah, that sort of right. Kind of yes. Yeah, yeah very much so. So, um, uh, what year was that? That was the 50th anniversary tour. Ten, ten years ago, they're now on the 60th anniversary tour. And wow. never heard from Peppermint Patty. I never have heard from Peppermint Patty. Snoopy okay. got in, though. Yeah, Snoopy right arrived. <laughs> Hopefully she heard it. Wow. Okay, well, that's a really cool story. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, it was it's very surreal, very bizarre, <laughs> very magical. 
and we'll celebrate Mick's birthday today. Cassie saw Bethany Frankel at a pool. <laughs> well, I almost ran into Bill Wyman uh, walking down the stairs one time. Really? Yeah, he was, a, he was, he was at Y100, and I just come bounding down. You remember those yes. main stairs down the front? tearing down the stairs. And I just come ripping down the stairs, and I almost bump into this guy, and I stop, and I, and he, number one, he's really short, okay? It's this really short guy standing there, and I'm looking, and I do a double take, I'm like, that's a rolling stone. <laughs> <laughs> he was there for an interview with Sherry Shepard. Yeah. I mean, not Sherry Shepard. Uh, Sherry Lee Stevens. Uh, and uh, and I was just like, wow. Yeah. I was with, you know, I was standing there with rock royalty. It was pretty cool. Excuse said, me, would said, you buy me brunch? Said hi to him real quick, and that was it. But uh, nice. All right. Well, let me. Oh, it's Tattoo's Day. Ooh. We haven't done that. Ooh. We got to give away our prize, and I need to congratulate <laughs> Jeremy Johnson. Oh. Of Mullica Township, New Jersey. Jeremy got a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And Tattoos Day on the President's Eve Show is presented by Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. You can find them at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. And if you want artwork samples, just visit floatingworldtattoos.com. Or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. So congratulations to you, Jeremy. I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, the President's Eve Radio Program, brought to you today by Duncan. And the President's Eve Show runs on Duncan. Also, Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavor. Uh, tomorrow on a program, Wednesday, Fox Good Day, Secret Text Word, and everything else that comes along with it. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Preston Steve When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply.